0: The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of salt. So get ready to sweep the leg and be a badass and show no mercy (laughs) because we're talking Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome and thank you for listening to the Salty Nerd Podcast. I am your host, the Salty Nerd. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about all three seasons of Cobra Kai and heavy spoiler warning moving forward. So if you haven't seen the show, go watch the show and then come back and hang out and we'll talk to about it. Anyway. All right, guys. I'm joined, as always, by my awesome panel of nerds, starting with the barbarian space Viking, Mad Vader 74 What's up, buddy?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, What's up? The sky, what that man is standing up over in the corner. I know, you know, what? What do I, need, do I need more booze? What mm-hmm. I'm also I'm joined. Not funny today. I, I don't <laughs> know. Are you feeling? I'll be funny. Get the jokes, monkey boy. <laughs>
0: Angel, you're funny. Also, People joined
2: like
0: by the ambassador of estrogen. Hello, fiery redhead herself, Jude. What's up?
2: I prefer firecracker
0: firecracker
1: all right i can do that firecracker the, herself the, the blonde firecracker <laughs> we're gonna do this already i'm
2: really sorry i mentioned that yeah no, actually i think you did
0: <laughs> you guys should see the picture of jude from high school she looks like she belonged in karate kid
2: hair is this big it's full of secrets <laughs> she looked
3: like she belonged in saved by bell oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's it that's yeah it.
0: all right i'm also joined by matthew kate author extraordinaire what's
3: up man Uh, Not a whole lot. I am very excited to talk about this because it's one of my all-time favorite TV shows.
0: Yes. uh, I was pleasantly surprised.
1: All-time favorite?
0: Yep. Yep. Before we dive into season one, uh, a real quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back, everybody. All right. Season one of Cobra Kai. Go ahead, Jude, take it away. What is this episode or this uh, season all about? Okay.
2: So, season one of Cobra Kai came out in 2008 and it was released um, only on YouTube. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Um,
3: it was YouTube Red slash premium. Yeah. You okay. had to, it yeah. Like
2: a, I think the first two seasons were only on YouTube and then, and the, then Netflix, and then picked, Netflix up. picked up for the third. So, you can get all three. On Netflix now. Yes. Um, but the first season came out in 2018. So flash forward 30 years and some change. Things couldn't get much worse for Johnny Lawrence while Daniel LaRusso is living a charmed life. At his rock bottom and with a dose of – oh, you're going to be mad at me. <laughs> I forgot I put this in my notes. Oh. <laughs> At his rock bottom and with a dose of fuck you, LaRusso, Johnny decides to open a dojo and bring back Cobra Kai Karate with his one student, Miguel. After seeing that Cobra Kai Karate is making a comeback, Daniel gets Johnny's landlord to raise his rent in an attempt to get the dojo shut down. This prompts Johnny to have to get more karate students to pay for expenses. After his student, Miguel, takes on four bullies at school, his fight goes viral and Johnny gets exactly what he needs. More students who want to learn how to be badass. Meanwhile, Daniel wants a sparring partner and designates his new employee, Robbie, as his new student. But Robbie has a secret. He's Johnny Lawrence's son. Mm. So that is a basic recap of season one.
0: Right on. All right, let's get into the (laughs) nitty-gritty first of all. I want to talk about Johnny Lawrence for a good long while because this show, I think.
1: Well, he's the main character. He's,
0: I mean, yes, he is the main character, but also the actor uh, Billy Zabka. Mm-hmm. He's the best freaking actor in this goddamn show. His acting, Agreed. like, I don't really remember him in anything else besides the first Karate yeah, Kid. What
1: else has he been in? He's in been in a thing?
0: handful of other karate
3: movies. I think you he know, did. He was in Hot Tub Time Machine.
0: Yes, yeah. as like a, he did. Was that a cameo or was he that an was
2: actual one of the role? Ski- Ski jerks. No, yeah, no, no he,
0: that was Sebastian Stan.
2: Oh wait,
3: no, no, he he was the guy that he had the bet on if they lost the football game. <gasps> That's the, right. Oh, he yeah. was in the
2: bar.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: and and I, actually, the wife in that, his wife, who <clears throat> was going to give the the BJ if if he lost the bet, uh, is Robbie's mom, Johnny's ex in this show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. So, Six so, degrees it's the, of Karate Kid. Same same actress.
0: So wait a second. Is is this? Uh, Is the
3: Karate Kid and the Hot Tub Time Machine universe? Are
0: they in the same universe? Are they in the same universe?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, in a funny way, because um, the guy who uh, basically wrote Hot Tub Time Machine is one of the head writers and executive producers on this show. Oh,
1: okay. There's the connection. Yeah,
3: and, and he cast William Zabka in Hot Tub Time Machine because he was such a Karate Kid fan. Nice. Well, we
1: don't have any confirmation yet, but, you know, if he's listening to a Motley Lou (laughs)
4: <laughs> <Congrats>. if, <laughs>
3: we'll, yeah, we'll we,
1: know. if
2: we see him wearing a motley lou t-shirt oh, in one yeah. of the seasons it's awesome. totally that connected. would be so cool <laughs>
3: yeah. it's all connected
4: Whoa. Yes. Whoa.
3: <laughs> our nerd brains and, will and, explode and, and it's funny because johnny always wears these old 80s band yeah. t-shirts so it, God, it, that, that would be perfectly
0: a, that'd be a great callback to i would do that if machine. i was them for that's awesome or somewhere in there uh okay so anyway back to johnny lawrence um <laughs> I just wanted to comment on on uh, William Zabka's acting. Like, I, he j- came out of nowhere. He's so freaking good in this he's show. He's so good. He's the best one. Even better than than uh, um, Ralph Macchio.
1: And I love La- uh, Ralph Macchio. <laughs> he's, he's in a bunch of cool movies. Oh, that oh, I no,
2: you just triggered
1: Vader. <laughs> Macchio, he can't act. Okay, I'm sorry. He's a bad actor. Even he's in this a, show? Even in this show. Oh, wow. That's cool. He's not good. All right. He's not good.
0: <laughs> Let's get about into the characters then. Uh not good. How do you guys feel about where we find Johnny Lawrence in this first couple of episodes where he's like low life by himself in some crappy apartment drinking beer first thing in the morning like he's at the like you said rock bottom for I, his character. I feel
1: like he's kind of pathetic. Yeah. But do I you, think we're supposed to feel that way.
0: It definitely so. sets up a great underdog story. Yeah. But I'm just curious like do you think they went a little over the top just to really nail home that idea because I feel like Johnny, Johnny wasn't that bad of a guy in the karate. I mean, he was a bully,
2: but this is, I think that they were trying to, um, hammer in the whole guys who peaked in high school thing. And, um, and he, he 100% is still living like
1: he's in high school. What the
2: hell's a Facebook? Yeah. How do I get to the internet? It's like, if it was, if it wasn't him making all of these, like, Saying all of these lines, it would totally come off as a dad joke. Like, oh, well, how do I put a stamp on a, yeah. on a email? I, uh, you know, like. <laughs> but coming from him, he just looks like a like a dummy, yeah. and uh he's just totally like the guy who is just still living his high school years. Okay, up I, here,
1: I thought the uh not being in touch with literally anything was a bit much. Yeah, because because you know we're, we're the I think we're the exact same age. But, you know, Karate Kid came out when I was in high school. They were high school kids, mm-hmm. and um somebody in my generation who doesn't know what Facebook and how to use a phone
0: a little, that's what I said, a, a, sure. a little over I, the I, top. I
3: think the gag here is, is that Johnny just habitually shuns anything that he equates with nerds. Yeah. So internet computers, telephones, social media, that's all nerd crap mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to waste his time with. And, and because he, he, in his head, he's like, I'm the, I'm still the cool guy. Yeah. And like if you if you watch the series, it's like he he's on a flip phone most of the time. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like he's still driving around his 1978 Thunderbird, that was a <laughs>
0: Pontiac Firebird, right? Is that yeah? Because I that was one of my favorite scenes. Were <laughs> well, and this is a good segue. We're gonna talk about Danny but, you LaRusso you know, and in a second.
1: I, I like the fact that he's 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 so not into the way these these kids are nowadays. Oh, and, yeah. And everybody's soft and weak. And <laughs> yeah. He's very set in his ways. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Like, quit hugging people. It's, <laughs> it's soft, you know, or whatever. I, it, was, it was
0: pretty good. We're going to get there in a minute, but I love this show, like, pulls no punches with oh, that yeah. kind of no. stuff. Like,
2: Gender what? Yeah. Is it, this a crank call? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's awesome. It's glorious to watch it happen. Yeah, it like, be like, taken seriously. Like at first,
3: he's like, no, no women in Cobra Kai. Yeah. Then yeah. she's like, I have a check. And he's like, okay, you can join.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of that scene where he's like, no, there's no girls in Cobra Kai, and then Miguel's like, hey man, you know, so paying customer, we should probably take her in. He's like, but women have like hollow bones. <laughs> I was like, god damn it, man, it's he's so funny. So dumb. He's so dumb, but it's so funny he's and endearing,
2: delightfully dumb. Yes, yes.
0: yeah. But
3: he's also like, like when he first meets Miguel, he, he's like, um, you know, Mexican, and Miguel's like, I'm from Ecuador. Yeah. He's like, same thing. But then later on, when when Chris calls him a Mexican, he's like, he's from Ecuador. Man. <laughs> and then because like Miguel keeps trying to. Uh, like, correct his unpeaciness. Uh-huh. Like, like yeah. I think in the third season, he says something about Chinamen. He's <laughs> like, he's like, sensei. And he's like, sorry, China person. I used to,
1: uh, <laughs> I used to do that to a, a, a Puerto Rican friend of mine. He'd get he'd get so mad. So I'm Puerto Rican. So Mexican, Puerto Rican. <laughs> Same <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> he'd, get, he'd get furious. I bet he would.
2: <laughs> you are Johnny Warren.
1: But I, but I did it on purpose. It's so annoying. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. That's people call me white and i'm like eh, yeah, not <laughs> no
1: wrong. i'm european american <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right let's talk about danny larusso's character how far he's come the last time we saw him in uh, part 3 he was he had that kind of entrepreneur spirit. He was trying to open up the uh, the, the freaking bonsai tree store and stuff like that. So I kind of see where they were was going a total with this.
1: douche in part three, dude. Yeah, I know, but and he's,
0: he's still a he's out
1: of a douche in this <laughs> season too,
0: huh? That's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. How did you guys feel about uh, Danny Larusso's arc as far as like where he was when we last saw him and to where he's now this like ultra rich, kind of egotistical like used car salesman? Mm-hmm. You guys okay with that, or you're a little irritated that they kind of made him?
1: no i I got what they were doing
0: well, yeah. I
2: think he's still living his high school years too, like he's grown up and had kids and created like a grown up life, but he's also still living in that moment of like we kicked the competition
1: yeah <laughs> he, kind of, he kind of forgot where he uh where he, where he was from as far as Mr. Miyagi and stuff go it's like he got it's like he he lived it and built the dojo and learned all this stuff, but he's he was a long way from uh
0: well, he's a he's a successful business, you know, yeah. owner, entrepreneur, pretty wealthy too. I mean, he's living in L.A. and he's got this giant yeah. house with multiple car dealerships, and he's not dealing with freaking. Does he have multiple car dealerships? I think he said yeah. he was opening to more than one location, right? Yeah. I think
3: I think they have four locations in the yeah. valley.
0: I mean, that's quite. He's he, a
3: millionaire, mm-hmm. right? He's yeah.
0: he's well off, and uh, I think it's kind of cool to see where you know where he started in the first uh, Karate Kid movie. He was just some some poor kid from Jersey who moved to. Yep. Reseda. And uh, to see where he came now, I think it's really cool. And, and,
1: they, and they played up on that too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think it was nice that they kind of like spent the time to build his character where he is now based off of the things that he was interested in, in those first three movies. Like he loved cars because of, of Miyagi's old, mm-hmm. you know, old Fords and stuff like that, that he had in his, uh, at his dojo. So he kind of like, they, they built a good foundation mm-hmm. and then this show really did a, a great job of like paying all that off.
3: And it, it was interesting to see how like the the script had flipped from the first movie because in the first movie, Johnny was the rich kid on the good side of town, and and Daniel was, you know, in that crummy apartment uh, complex, and and his mother were poor. And now in this season, it's like the exact you know, opposite. It's yep. the exact opposite. Yeah. Where, where Danny's you know wealthy and, and rich, and and uh, you know Johnny's Did, kind of like I know, don't remember us having that
1: background for for Johnny as much. in in the movie.
3: Well, remember he was at the, um,
0: the just
1: just that he was a rich kid. Yeah.
0: He was at the club with Allie and Allie's parents were wealthy and it was kind of like the gag that, you know, when they went on that date and, uh, Johnny, uh, uh, Danny's car didn't start and they had to push it. And and you know, Allie's, mom and dad were like, Oh my God, who's hanging out? Also
2: with? when they're at the country club, um, Allie's parents are really pushing her to get back together with Johnny yeah. because they approve of him, but they don't approve of Daniel because he's from Reseda.
0: Right. Yeah. So it was, I think, I think it's really well done that mm-hmm. they, they set that up.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So one of the things that really cracked me up was, um, was Danny's son and how much of a freaking <laughs> oh. weirdo he is
1: I know. and spoiled he's, little rich kid brat. He, he's uh-huh. the epitome of Gen Z, right? Gener- yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. I can't stand that kid. And I'm like, I, I, it's funny to me to see Danny's kid like act like that. Uh-huh. It's just like,
3: what do you do? What did he do I wrong? Think he's
0: hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
3: What was he? Uh, I, I also love how like he was nowhere to be seen for all of season two. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> just gone. <laughs> they, they were like, we don't know what to do with this kid. Yeah. We're just gonna not have him in, in the season. We don't have we, time. We
4: don't
2: need his quips. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> and literally. Then they bring like, him back for season three, and he looks like a completely different person. Yeah, but they
3: bring him back for like one scene. Yeah, and like one episode. Yeah, and and <laughs> just to remind he, you that he's he still looked there. Looked
2: like he went to Fat Kid Camp when they brought him back.
3: <laughs> oh, good friend No, I just thought it was really
0: funny. They played on that whole like the new generation. They're all like. Why would I want to? Why would I want to learn karate? I can just play it on my on my tablet. Yeah. And he's playing like Street Fighter. He's like, yeah, but real karate's, you know, it's good for you. It's real. It's healthy. And he's like, yeah, but I can spit fireballs in this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so ridiculous can and over we the talk top.
2: About how like in this world or neighborhood or wherever they are, like karate is such a big freaking deal. Like everyone is still like, oh, 1984. Oh, the two time champ. Like. It's really over the top, like how invested yeah. <laughs> people are in this karate thing that happened in the 80s. Yeah. People are still talking about it. He based his business on it. He gives away bonsai trees <laughs> because of Mr. Me. Like, it's, it's a lot. I, and-
3: I, I did like how they talked about how the bonsai tree store failed. And, you know, uh, Daniel had to go on and discover his passion and become a successful business owner. But he learned from the failure of the bonsai Tree store. And to honor Mr. Miyagi's dream of that store, he incorporated it into his successful business. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Like you talked about where Daniel has ended up um, in this season. And, uh, you you know, Daniel's kind of like, he's much more adaptable than Johnny. Like Mm -hmm. he's grown, he's matured, he's had life lessons, he tries to be uh, good and grow. But as soon as Johnny comes into his life, he constantly like regresses. Does. Yeah. Like like, like, like like when he first sees Johnny and uh, his cousins, like, Hey, is this the guy who's ass you kicked? And he's like, well, technically I kicked him in the face. <laughs> yeah. It's
2: like nothing happened between 84 and 2018. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that, that's kind of how it is sometimes when you see your old high school bully, Jared, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> And you're just – all those old feelings come back up. And to kind of comment on the point you were making, Jude, about how, like, why does everybody in this town know about this freaking one tournament? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, uh, Danny – is a huge influence in this area in his circle of where he lives with the rich people and all that stuff. So I'm sure he's told these stories a million times. So this is like a, a generational thing where, yeah, do
2: you think it's Danny perpetuating the whole like two time champ? Oh hell I'm, yeah. I'm that guy. Yes. Or do you think it's the town who's like, it's Daniel, the two
0: time champ. No, no, it's <laughs> Danny and his ego. Who, and he's like you said, he's selling his cars based off of this gimmick of like I kick the competition. Yeah, like yeah. it's obviously he's like him. me when you
2: compliment me, I'm like stop. <laughs> Go on.
0: I mean, and it's obvious too. Like uh, I think it, I apologize in advance if I kind of confuse some of the seasons because I binged watched all three in a row. So there's Sorry, the blurred lines are a little bit. So if something happens in season two and I reference it now, it's it's my mistake. But like when he was trying to start up Miyagi Do and get students back in in so that he could teach them. He was like he was talking up everybody, man. Oh, you know, I know how to do this. You know, you don't want those Cobra Kai guys ruining your kids. Like, (laughs) don't don't
1: be a snake in the grass. Yeah, don't be. Yeah, he's a dick. He's such an undercutting little weasel in Uh this. Well, when he when he tried to go get Johnny's rent raised, oh. I'm like, man, that's that's a crease move. Yeah, exactly. And you know what's weird is it's not the only time he did it. He did the same thing.
2: And that's the thing. Throughout the season, you're not sure like who the good guy is because really this is Johnny's like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: this is this is Johnny's story, especially. the, The interesting thing about this series is that each season kind of has a character that it focuses on. The first season's Johnny's season second season is Danny's season. And then the third season is Creese's season. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the character that we see like the flashbacks from, and we see stuff from their point of view. Like, obviously like we see things from everyone's point of view, but the focus is on like these three characters. And, um, in, in this season, the very first season, like we've gotten three movies where Daniel's the protagonist, he's the hero. And in this season, um, the, the script is flipped and Daniel, even though he's not technically like a bad guy, he's an antagonist. He's, mm-hmm. he's Johnny's antagonist and Johnny's mm-hmm. the protagonist. He's the main character that we're going along with.
2: And we get to go back through history. Um, but from Johnny's perspective,
3: Ex- exactly. And, and so the interesting thing about this is that, you know, the, the guy that we've you know spent like upwards of six hours with watching him grow and mature as a hero through three movies um, is now the guy who's working counter to our hero that we're, Know, watching right now. And it's a very interesting take on things because mm-hmm. like Johnny was the bad guy in the first movie and now he's the good guy. And Danny was the bad guy and the, the good guy in the first movie. And now he's the bad guy. And, and throughout the course of these three seasons, we see these guys kind of, you know, struggle against each other and, uh, and we see their relationship develop in a way that we've never seen it before. And it's, I, I personally just think it's fascinating. Oh, I think it's genius. And
2: every time those two are together, it's, it's a treasure.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like there, there's an episode. I, I think it's the episode where um, right after uh, uh, Johnny's car gets you know, lit on fire and he goes to confront Daniel at his home. Uh, it's called uh, uh, "Different but Similar" or something like that. The, the episode title. Oh, different uh, but same. Different but same.
2: Because that's a, a thing that Miyagi
3: said. Yeah, and so uh, they they're kind of forced. Uh, together. They're, they're very much the odd couple mm-hmm. and they're driving, they're test driving a car that, yeah. uh, you know, Danny's going to be replacing Johnny's car so let with. Let me set
2: it up a little bit more for you. <laughs> so, um, the Daniel's cousin lights Johnny's car on fire uh, as an act of retribution because. For the
0: p- billboard, right?
2: Because Johnny climbed up on a billboard and, and painted a penis <laughs> at Daniel's face. <laughs> um, so, in response to that, the cousin goes and lights Johnny's car on fire. Um, so, Johnny goes to confront Daniel and Daniel's like, you know, my cousin's an idiot. I'll take you to the dealership. You can pick out a new car. Um, so just pick out what you want. So he picks out this challenger and he's like, well, he's like kicking the tires. He's like, well, what's wrong with it? <laughs> and Daniel's like, Oof, we could take it for a test drive. And he's trying to get somebody like anyone else to take Johnny for a test drive. No one's available. So they both get in the car. So now they're like stuck together in this car going for a test drive. They end up at a bar
3: <laughs> and
2: like they're like jamming to the same tunes. <laughs> this is the first
3: episode <laughs> where they've actually like – Inter- interacted. interacted in a meaningful way. And they find out that they both like speed Speedwagon <laughs> and like they start reminiscing about like their affection for Allie and like mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And you know, one of the great things about this series is that you have these moments where these two characters who are mortal enemies uh, kind of like are forced together and like, they're actually kind of cool with one another. Yeah. Like, like, like you can see like how similar they are when they're together. And uh, one of the great, like writing tricks that this you know, series has is that they, they create these opportunities where the rift between Johnny and Danny can mend Mm-hmm. And then immediately after, and yes. something comes along and just like breaks it even worse than it yeah, was. Before. I was just gonna say, I'm like yeah. the and-
0: the way that they write these two characters, where you're, you're rooting for them to be friends at one point. And you're like, come on, man, just it's gonna be so awesome that they're kiss. friends. And then boom, they just yank it away from you. <laughs> <Jude. laughs> they just yank that opportunity away from you because some nonsense c- gets in between them, yeah. and then they hate each other again. And
2: I think it's really interesting also to point out that like the way that they handle their conflict, um, like. Johnny is just like, I don't like that guy. I don't want to have to deal with him. Like when he finds out his car got towed to Daniel's place, it's mm. just like, I'm just going to like put my hoodie on yeah. and like get my car, <laughs> get out of there. I don't want to have to interact with them because we don't like each other. Therefore, we don't have to interact with each other. And Daniel's like, oh, that guy's back in my life. Screw him, (laughs) and he goes after him, yeah. Like, he tries to get his business shut down. Whereas Johnny's just like, we can just like agree to not like each other and stay separate. Daniel's like, No, I gotta take you out,
0: yeah. So, once Johnny gets the the right motivation to restart Cobra Kai, and he wants to, and and Miguel is this relationship between Miguel and Johnny is amazing, Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's also very frustrating. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: Well, Miguel's. Daniel now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and Johnny's Mr. Miyagi. It's weird. Which huh? is weird. Yeah, yeah it's huh? very weird, so weird, but I love it. And but I, it's, I, it's, I love how
2: he trains them.
1: Yeah, it's just complete opposite of Mr. Miyagi's way of doing things. It's like, don't be a pussy, yes. you know? That's <laughs> you know? exactly what I was going to ask you guys. It's so
0: freaking fun to watch Johnny like teach these wimpy kids Yeah, and just his mentality behind the whole thing. It's like nothing these kids have ever seen before uh-huh. because they... This show does a really good job of addressing modern issues while making fun of them, but also letting people know that sometimes it needs to be taken seriously. Like It's, it's,
1: it's, it's very ironic to me that, that all of Johnny's students – were kids that he would have beat up. Yes,
0: yeah. yes. In school, when he lines up, when the after the yeah. big fight that Miguel gets in in school and he actually stands up to his bully, and everybody's like, "Oh, Cobra Kai," and they show up and he lines everybody up in there. And he's like, "All I see is a bunch of wimps, nerds, and a fat kid with a shirt that's too small." <laughs> <laughs> and like, and Miguel's like, "Dude, you can't say that stuff." And he was particularly harsh on uh the kid who Hawk, e- Eli. Hawk yeah, Eli. Yeah. Um, and I actually felt with the really, with the cleft with the cleft lip, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's very self. Conscious about it, he gets bullied about it. He gets embarrassed. I think at one point in time, his mom calls yes. the school and is like, "You're you have to let the kids know not to make fun of them." And, and it just like,
2: makes it worse, way
0: worse. Like I know mom <laughs> she gives him
2: <them> a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> mom's so are sad.
0: Moms are always so well intentioned, and then they
3: just end up screwing everything. I know. Up I'm a time.
2: mom. <laughs> 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 I'm out there fighting the battles yeah. for my kid. You,
3: you know what's interesting is, is that so as we see uh, Johnny kind of bring back Cobra Kai from the dead. All the kids who migrate to him are the ones who are being bullied mm-hmm. and, and they're powerless and they're picked upon and they're, they've got something, you know, kind of wrong with them in the sense of like the cleft lip or they're overweight or they're nerds or whatever.
2: Or a girl. Yeah. Or a girl. yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, they're hollow bones. And, and, and they're
3: all looking for some way to empower themselves and Cobra Kai gives them that opportunity. But the, the issue is that Johnny's teaching them, what he learned exactly from crease. And then at the end of the season, when you have the climactic, uh, you know, karate tournament uh, there, the writers created a situation where Johnny's surrogate son and top student uh, Miguel is up against his actual son. Mm -hmm. And, and so Johnny sees what his no mercy kind of Cobra Kai training uh, is all about when his own son is being, you know, um, kind of bullied by it. And that's the moment where he realizes that he had made a mistake teaching them the way he was taught. And the great thing, you know, uh, going to jump ahead to the big cliffhanger at the end of this season is that the minute that he realizes that that's the wrong way to be teaching these kids is the minute crease comes back into his life. Yeah, we, so, we
1: we haven't really talked about Robbie yet. So let's talk about Robbie. Yeah. So he is Johnny's
2: estranged, estranged, estranged son.
1: son from his estranged party in, <laughs> kind of hookery mom, right? Yeah. She, were they she,
2: married? Cause Robbie's last name is keen, not Lawrence. They, they weren't married. Okay. Were married. She,
1: she was a baby mama. Okay. And, um, still is, <laughs> he's basically just a juvenile delinquent. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, but he's super smart. Yeah. Like he's way smarter than his dad.
1: Yeah.
0: I got to say though, uh, um, as far as the acting goes again in this show, the actor who plays Robbie, I think is probably the best out of the teenagers. Mm. Like oh, yeah. Miguel's really good. And I, you know, I'm pretty harsh on teenage actors, as you guys know. I, I, it's not really something that I get into. And this show, sometimes when it dives a little bit deeper into the teenage element, I kind of lose interest. But then they always come back to Danny and Johnny, and I'm like right back into it.
2: Honestly, the the kid who plays Hawk, Eli, mm. is a great actor. Like they they flash. Jacob uh, yeah, they flash back to when he was like. Being bullied, and he mm. looks completely different. He acts completely different. He's all hunched over, and then when he like becomes the hawk, he's so puffed up with yeah. himself.
3: Gets, gets his mohawk, yeah. and, mohawk. And, and I love the, every the time t- he shows the tattoo, you hear the oh my god, yeah. it's the best. Yeah, the, the <laughs> giant tattoo on his back. <laughs> yeah. I'm not
0: gonna
1: do the sound, but you can you can edit that in. <laughs> he takes his shirt off, and the sound comes on every it's time like,
2: they even say his name. Yeah. You hear like That's so he just like,
1: he he just like turned into hawk. Yes, yeah. he's it's like it's, this is me now. He's bitches. He'd he's gonna kill you. You make fun of me.
0: He's yeah, definitely one of the most powerful as far as like presence wise on the show. Yeah. And I love watching his stuff. I, I think it's more in season two. I, I feel like they went a little over the top with him, but I, I was okay with it. Cause it was just so damn entertaining. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he's a, he's a great character. But I was like saying like Robbie, I felt like Robbie was really well done. The actor. I don't know something about him. He just seems like he's like well, fit for the part. He, he, the he, whole, he does the, really well. The whole
1: thing of him being mad at his dad and him, You know, basically scheming Mm -hmm. to get, you know, Daniel's attention. Yeah. Just to get spite on his father, right? Just just to spite Johnny. And and that's why he started working at the car dealership, Mm -hmm. you know, because the whole plan was, you know, to get the code to break in so they could steal stuff, him and his two buddies. And then, you know, things happen and, you know. He kind of learns the error of his ways. Right, right. And and Johnny takes it under his wing. And like Kanish
0: mentioned, I, I really love that the writers took the time to, like, Flip this literally flip the mm-hmm. script where he's the uh um, Robbie is like the delinquent who's like off doing this thing, robbing people and stuff like that. And then he slowly turns into the good character. And you're like, yeah, you're rooting for Robbie. You want well, you good know, things to happen to him. And then Miguel comes in as the sweet, underconfident, you know, nice kid who ends up being almost a bully at the yeah. end of the season. You're like,
1: holy shit, man. Uh, I just good. <laughs> I had a hard time trying to figure out who to root for during this whole thing. It's like everybody has their good moments and their mm-hmm. their bad moments, and it's like, well, who who are we rooting for? But, you know, but
3: they kind of make some uh Game of Thrones references in season two, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but that's one of the things that made Game of Thrones so compelling is that there were no clear good guys and bad guys. There were these varying shades of gray. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes this show equally fascinating is that all the characters have, you know, their good moments and bad. Like even Crease, like when we get into like season three and we start seeing like what turn crease and decrease like like you start feeling for the guy. And, and, and even in season two where you see him and kind of like, I felt, you know, down and out in this, like, you know, halfway house and we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah,
0: We'll get there. Save save it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, uh, the, the writing in this show is phenomenal as yeah. far as like having characters go through these massive changes, which
3: I think is why it's so popular. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, what's funny is, is that, you know, when the credits roll and you see like Will Smith's name on there with his producing partner, John Lasseter, and I think his brother-in-law, um, Jada Pinkett's uh, like stepbrother or something like that. Um, they basically, they bought the rights to the karate kid back when they remade it with mm-hmm. uh, Jaden uh, Smith and Jackie Chan and, and Jackie Chan. Yeah. And so like uh, when these guys uh, uh, wanted to make a TV show, uh, you know, based around Cobra Kai, they had to go to Will Smith's production company and pitch them on the idea because they own the rights to it. And so they were like, you know, we, we know that you have plans to like make sequels to, you know, Jaden's movie, but we think that, if we did it on TV, you know, like the TV thing could be its own thing and the movie thing could be its own thing. And, and, but we really want to go back to the originals and, and do that. And, uh, um, the guy who, uh, is like the creative director of, uh, Will Smith's production company, um, Jada Pinkett's uh, stepbrother. He loved the idea so much. Like he went to bat for them. He went to Sony. He's like, we got to make this TV show. He went to Will Smith. He's like, we got to make this TV show. And everyone kind of like, he kind of, brought everyone together around this idea and really gave them the freedom to kind of do what they wanted in the, they, they, they call it the Miyagi verse. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like That's that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Be, because basically everything with Pat Morita in it is considered canon in, in this show. And so basically the, from what I understand, the um, Jada or the, the Jaden Smith, like karate kid remake is kind of off in its own universe and has no place with this, but oh, it's in the Kelvin verse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but basically karate kids one, two, and three, then the next karate kid, or then is it called the new karate kid?
0: I think it's the next. Okay. The this next karate kid. One? Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, For real.
3: Yeah. with a Hillary swing. Yeah. Oh God. And Michael Ironsides in that. I movie, too terrible. Yeah. I don't it, know. It, it was pretty bad if I remember <laughs> correctly, but basically all those exist in the Cobra Kai universe. So, uh, I got to give props to Will Smith and his people for, yeah, that's cool. for being the cool enough to recognize oh, how right. awesome this idea is. And this basically came from that, how I met your mother. Yes. Uh, yeah. Episode. So can
2: we talk about all of the callbacks between season one and the original series? For sure. Yeah,
3: series, yeah. This, this show trilogy.
0: is like
1: full of fan service Yeah, and well, it's that's, not a bad that's thing. Pretty much all it is. It's great. What do you mean? It's, it's all fan service. Oh, I, I mean, far. I mean, there's, there's, there's flashbacks to the original movie
0: Yeah. And, Every episode. Yeah. But that's not a bad thing. That's referencing what's happening in the show. So like, what's the difference between having legit storytelling references that call back to history, you know, events versus fan service. Is there a difference? Because I think fan service. I
2: think people just like to say fan service so yeah. that fans will shut up about what they want. <laughs> I, 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 you just want fan service.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. I
2: want some customer service as a fan.
0: Yeah, I don't. Want, I don't understand the mentality of like fan service so bad or like you know over the top fan service. The only thing that I have found was like a little bit over the top. It's in season two and it, it's the reunion episode. It's like I. For me, it was like just a. It was that was a fan service episode, and a lot of people loved it, and that's fine. But. Like, I don't think there was anything over the top fan service in the first season. I think this one was pretty legit. Everything that they referenced had to do with the story itself. I
2: love that Johnny has Miguel pop that crane move off, like, right at the beginning of <laughs> the tournament in the last episode. Yeah. And he's like, he just does it like, he's like, hey, why don't you uh, do a crane move on this kid just to mess with uh, Daniel. <laughs> but,
3: like, 30 years later, he keeps insisting it was an illegal kick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Even though he elbowed him in the knee or what Yeah, the, that's the whole thing, too. Well, is, he was just doing what Chris told him. Exactly. It was just, it's funny to watch them kind of argue over what the semantics yeah. of the tournament. And, and
3: Daniel's like, anything above the waist is legal, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, before I forget, I want to talk about uh, Danny's daughter, Sam, mm-hmm. and her best friend, Aisha. Because yes. I felt like in the first season, this was a really nice way of kind of representing like the rich kid versus the nerdy, unpopular kid that – We're kind of friends. It's a nice.
2: Well, they were both rich kids. Yeah, they're both rich kids. Oh, that's right. Yeah, one was popular and good looking, and one was nerdy and not good looking. And she was kind of in that. Oh, I guess I can't be friends with her anymore if I want to be popular. Yeah. And then by the end, she realizes she was wrong.
1: I felt like that was a nice arc. They were they were kids all their lives, or Mm -hmm. or friends. Yeah. And then Sam started hanging
3: out with you know the cheerleader chicks. Yeah.
1: yeah. The in and, crowd. And, and
3: then like in the second season, the script is flipped once again. Yeah. Because Aisha is now part of the with, Cobra with her Kai. Cobra Kai crew. we getting, yeah. um, getting picked Samantha, on, drove to Cobra Kai. And, yeah. and Samantha keeps trying to like, you know, rebuild their friendship. Whereas it was the exact opposite in the first season.
1: Yeah. But
0: this this friendship here um, leads to one of my favorite lines in the movie or in the TV show. And it's at the Halloween episode. I think it's episode three when they go to the Halloween party. And Aisha is dressed as sodium. And she wanted Sam to go as chloride because it would be like salt and blah, 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 blah. And it was a funny little joke, but of course she went, I was like, well, we're going to dress up like Laker girls. And they were all in like mini skirts and stuff. And of course, Aisha feels terrible and she feels like a loser. But there's a line in the show where <laughs> Sam says, stay salty, my friend. And I'm like, <gasps>
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: it was such a cool realization because yeah. I didn't pick it up on the first watch. But when I was prepping for the for the podcast, I
3: watched it again. I was like,
0: hey, that's our line.
3: <laughs> it was really cool. I was like, that's awesome.
0: She I did that it yeah,
3: yeah. It's all for us. You, you know, what's funny is so like the actor who plays Miguel, he's a he's 17 years old The actor who plays Robbie. He's 17 years old. Uh, oh, I how, thought he was like 32 or something. <laughs> no, 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 that's, he, he's Daniel. an actual <laughs> Yeah, Ralph Macchio
0: <laughs> is like a one off.
3: Yeah. Ralph Macchio
2: is like 59 years old now.
3: He, he still looks like yeah. he's in his forties. <laughs> yeah. He's always looked young, but like, so when he was doing the original Karate Kid, he was like 22 years old. And the girl who plays uh, his, his daughter, Mary Mauser she's like 23 years old in the first season. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. So, so she, she's, she's like five years older than the two boys that she's supposed to be. In love with. <laughs> and, and so like, uh, I think that there was like some awkward moments for her when she's like <laughs> supposed to be kissing these boys and stuff like they that. Had to,
2: they had to put like a piece of paper in their mouths. <laughs> oh my gosh.
3: <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, do you guys have any
0: final thoughts for season one? Uh, do you guys want to talk about anything else in particular that really affected you? I know we talked about the fight a little bit and how, the roles were reversed with Miguel versus so, so the season
1: one ends with, uh, with Miguel the and winning the tournament. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, one of the things I, I really like about how this show is structured is number one. You can tell it was made by people who just absolutely are, have huge love for, for this property and bringing back all the old characters and mixing in these new characters. It's, you know, every character, even like the minor ones are so well-defined and, and you, you care about all of them. and, there's just like some such great development where we get to see um, kind of like how Daniel embraces Miyagi's teachings and how he's trying to pass it on. And, and uh, they, they do such great jobs of of contrasting the characters where, you know, um, Daniel's method of training is very kind of like out in nature, down to earth. It's, it's based in in manual labor. And uh, Johnny's method of training is, is very kind of industrial, like, uh, you know, he takes them to junkyards and like, <laughs> you, you know, um, in the dojo and stuff like that. And, and so like, uh, in fact, uh, you know, Johnny's got Miguel kind of cleaning the, uh, the dojo at first and he, and, and Miguel's like, uh, hey, sensei, is there any specific way I should be washing this window? And he's like, nah, just make sure it's clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, like,
1: like, Whereas it,
2: Daniel would have created a lesson oh, out for of sure. it. I, yeah.
1: I do love the riffs off the movies. It's yeah. good
3: stuff. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, there is a lot of great things. Like, for instance, at, at the end when Robbie gets hurt in the tournament and Daniel starts doing the Miyagi yeah. thing, and then, he, like, then oh. he's like, medic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, uh,
3: you know, like a great little setup. But I have I have found myself doing
1: that at like work and other places. It's, it's the, the meditation oh, thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> all, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know nothing. I've been watching Karate
3: Kid. <laughs> but, but, oh, okay. but in every episode, whether it's Daniel and Johnny or Miguel and Robbie, uh, we see like, uh, you know, th- these contrasts where, you know, Daniel and Robbie are doing something. And then we cut to Miguel and uh, Johnny and they're doing something that's kind of related to what, you know, Daniel and, and Robbie were doing, but in a different, Way. And, mm-hmm. and it's always so fascinating to see how these shows are written and how well structured they are. And, you know, every, like every season kind of builds up to like a big climactic fight. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it followed the original Karate Kid movie structure where, you know, it was the all Valley tournament was the big climax of the season. And in season two, it's like the big school fight. And in season three, it's yeah. the big LaRusso family home fight. You're getting ahead uh, of us, man. You're getting wait, ahead of us. Wait, wait, wait. But I, I'm, I'm just saying that structurally, <laughs> yeah. stru-
1: they, they structurally have their-
3: the, these seasons are planned out in, right. in such a perfect way. But even episode by episode, every episode is structured perfectly. Yeah. And, and it, it's just such a testament to how good the writing is mm. in the show.
0: Yeah, this is one of, the, one of the best written shows that I've
1: seen in a while. It, it always makes me laugh because when this first came out, I'm like, we're making a Karate Kid show on YouTube? Yeah. What? Yeah, we'll we, buy YouTube Red, watch this Karate Kid show that nobody asked for or ever thought about yeah. <laughs> they wanted ever. And then we're like, oh,
3: okay. Yeah, Jude, and, Jude kind of touched on it. But this was originally a, a YouTube Red original series. Yeah. And we actually subscribed to YouTube TV just so we could watch the first two seasons of this back when it was on a YouTube exclusive yeah. And we loved it. Mm -hmm. And apparently they had shot season three, but they weren't releasing it because YouTube was getting ready to shut down their, their original series offerings because it wasn't making them any money. And so Netflix came in, bought the rights to it put Up all three seasons, and now it's like had this resurgence of interest because yeah. yeah. nobody was watching YouTube. Oh, and I
2: think on. everybody was like, This is everything I didn't know I
0: needed,
3: yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah.
4: exactly
0: so what it was. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Vader. Like, when they first announced this, I know people in my circle were like, Oh my god, dude, Cobra Kai. I think probably Kadish was one of them. He's like, Dude, you have to watch Cobra Kai, it's so freaking good. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, you. I know. I always roll my <laughs> eyes <laughs> at people
2: too. I'm like, yeah. I okay, I have to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like,
0: Oh, you nostalgic Turns karate, out kid. I had to, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. 100%. And, the, and the
1: thing that's funny is. I was never nostalgic about karate kid movies. They were just some stupid movies I watched 30 years ago and pretty much forgot about, except for, you know, the wax on wax off stuff, Yeah, which is just, you know, kind of a, generational joke yeah. well it's
0: yeah. funny we just watched the karate yeah, kid yeah, movies yeah. last week and we were kind of like these movies kind of suck but yeah when the movie <laughs> do. when the tv show references them i'm like oh, that yeah, was yeah. such yeah. a good part you they know they made I mean? that
1: terrible movie so deep i know <laughs> <laughs> it was so good
3: they did a great job at and like it. and you know speaking of the original movies so the very first scene of season one of cobra kai mm-hmm. it's the it's a flashback to the all Valley tournament mm-hmm. where, you know, Johnny and Danny face off and they actually went back and found that John uh, Advildson, the guy who directed the first karate kid, he had shot so much footage that didn't make it into the movie of the, the tournament that they actually went back to the archives and started pulling all this extra footage. Oh, cool. And so all the stuff that you see at the beginning from different angles that you didn't see in the original movie was from that original show. Oh, I got to go back and That's rewatch awesome. that part. Cool. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, we're getting a little long winded here. What's our final thoughts on uh on season one of Cobra Kai? And if you want to, you can give it a grade or a rating or whatever. Uh Vader.
1: Oh, um thoroughly enjoyed season one. Um I honestly think it's my favorite of, of the, three. the three, but we can talk about more of that later. Um good stuff, man. I you know it's, it's it's the series I didn't know we wanted. Yeah. Like we were just talking about. And uh it's just good. I, I highly recommend anybody out there that has some time to go check it out. Right on. For sure. Uh, Jude.
2: I love it. It's amazing. I, exactly. Like I, it's everything I didn't know that I needed, and I need it. I give it a five out of five. Don't be a pussies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Kadesh. I already know your answer, but go ahead.
3: Yeah. Like this, I was so impressed when I first saw the show that, um, You know, it's up there with my all time favorite TV shows like The Wire and Breaking Bad and now now Cobra Kai, just like perfectly written, perfectly executed TV shows. Uh, This is among them. And I love that we get to see, you know, the first season is basically Johnny's kind of redemption where he kind of like comes back from this failure 30 years prior and finds a way to kind of redeem himself by passing on his knowledge to a new generation and, uh, uh, you know, like the whole thing with like him and his strange son and him and his ad- kind of like adopted son, Miguel, and, uh, you know, all this stuff and the layers that we get to see, like we get to see him dealing with his abusive stepdad, we get to see him, you know, dating, we get to see him, you know, kind of connecting with this kid who you knows without a father and kind of mirror the Daniel Miyagi relationship, but in a, in a different way. And at the very end of the series, when you know they're champions and and we see him in his Cobra Kai dojo and he's just surrounded by like his his new kids, it, it's such a it's such a you know badass moment. Badass. Yeah, you can't help but but cheer for the guy. And then like at the end when Crease shows back up, and, oh and, bombshell! And, yeah, yeah, and, and you're just like. I can't believe they got Martin Cove to come back.
2: And then it ends and you're like, well, who else are they freaking
0: yeah. back? Dude, I'm wor- next season's cliffhanger really got me, but this show is so freaking good at making you go, oh my God, I have to watch the next season. <laughs> yeah. like, they, they nail it every time. It's
1: definitely must watch.
0: Yeah. Other sure. than the
2: main characters, who is like your favorite? Um, Other than like Daniel and Johnny.
0: Okay. Besides Daniel and Johnny? Yeah. <sighs> um...
2: Like, of the side characters, Favorite, who do you
0: I would have to say probably Hawk, yeah, Eli. I think his arc is really fascinating and fun to watch. Um, that's so I'm just gonna go with my answer, okay? Yeah, I, I think mine too. Yeah. Hawk. Hawk? yeah, Jude Kadesh?
3: Or are we talking about season one or all just three? season just one? Just, just, just yeah. season one, just season one, okay. Um, I'd probably have to go with Hawk, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Hawk, <laughs> he's a, he's a standard, but up. I
2: also love Dimitri.
3: Demetri is good too. Yeah, yeah.
2: Cause he's, he's also just, you know, this little nerd yeah. with Eli. They're sitting alone at a table and then, um, and then he starts like coming up in the world.
0: Dimitri is definitely for me. And I he's think it's so it, funny. He's funny, but I think he endeared
3: himself to me more in season two. Yes. I, I loved how, so at the start of the season, Sam is dating this Asian kid who, uh, Kyler. Kyler, Oh who's, yeah. who's like the bully. And, uh, you know, she brings him over to have dinner with her family. And Daniel, because he's Asian, keeps, like, trying to push all this
0: Asian culture <laughs> oh, on him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No. It's like, no, man, I don't like fish.
0: And, and Sam's like, you like fish? You eat the fish? And he's like, oh, yeah. Mr. Luso, do you have some fish sticks? <laughs> I'm like,
3: oh, my God. Yeah, fish, fish sticks are bomb. And, and, and then, like, Daniel's asking him where his parents are from. He's like, uh, I, th- I think they're from California. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and Daniel's just like so disappointed because yeah. he's not like truly Asian. These yeah.
2: disillusioned kids today <laughs> I shake my head. Yeah. It's so,
0: but, so but, sad.
3: But Daniel even have, has like other rivals where he's got like the, the guy who has oh, the Tom rival car, car dealership yeah. and stuff like that. And, and so it's kind of funny to see Daniel, like he continues to struggle, uh, you know, even now that he's like quote unquote successful in, mm-hmm. in, in life and stuff like that. And so like you can kind of see the parallels, but, between him and Johnny uh, in, in that respect as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, that's it for
0: season one. Stay tuned in just a minute. We're going to start talking about season two, but real quick, a real, uh, little break for our sponsors. Welcome back, everybody. All right. Hey, real quick. If you want to support the podcast, go to salty There you will find our Patreon page and you can, Choose a myriad of tiers that will give, offer you some really cool stuff in return, like exclusive podcasts, behind-the-scenes photos, communication with the host, if you guys want to talk with us, and all
1: kinds of other cool stuff. Vader, we're what do you got? You got some, we're, some we're, things in the works. I'm, I'm curating some uh, fun little thank you packages and some little doodads and thingies and stuff you stick on your refrigerators and <laughs> patches. And who, who knows? Right who knows on. what we're going to come up yeah. with? Vader's hey, and- it's taking me some time. It'll, it'll, it's going to take a little more time, but... We'll have some stuff out there for you guys pretty soon. Right on.
0: So if you'd like to support the podcast, go to com and become a we member. We
1: have a brand new $3 tier Ooh. for people who just want to come in and get the basic stuff. You know, the, it gives you access to our Patreon and it gives you access to all of our behind the scenes photos and, you know, we can, some, uh, cool. Some, we, we yeah. Okay. That was terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's talk about season two of Cobra Kai. Ju, Cobra take it, Kai. it away. Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Are going to do that for every season? <laughs> I feel like we should. <laughs> Maybe.
2: <laughs> All right. Season two, Cobra Kai. The rivalry is on. Miyagi Dojo is open for business and accepting new students. But guess who's back from the dead? John Kreese, Johnny's former sensei. Miguel and Samantha break up and each start dating someone new. Miguel starts dating the Cobra Kai Psycho and Amanda or Samantha is dating Robbie, Johnny's son, who has moved in with the La, with the LaRusso family. When Tori, the psycho, sees Miguel and Sam kiss drunkenly at a party, she challenges her to a fight over the school loudspeaker, which brings all the boys to the fight. It's now a full Greasers versus sosha's school wide <laughs> rumble where Miguel ends up catastrophically injured by Robbie.
1: Mm. Spoiler right. alert. I uh this was just some straight up CW teenage yes, soap opera nonsense <laughs> season. I, I was not into this. Season I'm so this glad you said that. Yeah. So glad. Cause I it went a little off the rails for me.
0: I agree to a point. I still think that they, they held the anchor with Johnny and yes. and Danny,
1: the Johnny and, 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 and Danny stuff and Dan, Daniel Daniel stuff is fine. Yeah. But the, the, the the teen angsty soap opera bullshit with the kids. Yeah, you, you know what? Those like not good a, for me. A
3: good love triangle is just fodder for drama. Oh. 100%. I, I, like it's it's one of those things that everyone can kind of get behind, and and I like that they spent all of the first season kind of setting it up, mm-hmm. and then in the second season it, it, they really pay it off.
2: The love triangle between Johnny, Daniel, and John Crease. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: um. I'm not saying it's poorly written or anything like that. It's just for me, like. The teenage drama stuff, it was just an eye roll, cringeworthy stuff that I didn't really care too much about, except for I felt like the writers were doing a really good job of like maneuvering each character that was set up and a payoff for the final season.
2: You know who mm-hmm. we forgot to talk about? Who did we forget? The homeless woman. Oh, my God. She's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so she pops up in every season. There's yep. this homeless woman who's just there to antagonize Johnny.
3: Yeah, and she hangs out in front of the – In front of the dojo, the, right? The strip mall that yeah. the dojos in.
2: Yeah. She's <laughs> always like eating out of dumpsters and then Johnny comes upon her and she's like, don't think you could have any of my dumpster food. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can. And he's yeah, like – she always
3: implies that he's like, like, he wants to sleep with her. Yeah, he's like,
2: don't you have a home to go to? And she's like, wow, you're trying to take me home? <laughs>
0: She was the one who, like, uh, was, like, tapping on the windows when the girls were in that in the car in the parking lot, right? Yes. Yeah. And that was funny. She sitting she's there, such a creep. The, the two, like, rich girls were like, don't look
3: at her. Don't make eye contact. And she's just, like, tapping on the windows. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. We, we also forgot to mention that Samantha was kind of, like, the, the catalyst for everything that happened in season one where her and her two rich friends uh, – basically ran into Johnny's car and totally. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and and it was kind of like one of those things where when Johnny sees Samantha later on, realizes that she's, he uh, sees red. Well, well (laughs) he realizes that she's Daniel's daughter. Yeah. He's just like, of course, like the, (laughs) like Uh even even the new generation of LaRusso's wants to ruin my life. (laughs) Uh You
0: know? Yeah. Uh, Okay. So season two, the biggest thing we already talked about Johnny and Danny and their setup and where their characters have come from the last movie that we saw them in this one. I felt like we should talk about John Kreese because He's coming out of the grave, according to the characters. You know,
3: I, I like how he keeps faking his death. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: like, <laughs> it's like I thought you were dead, and he comes back smoking a big old stogie. I'm like, well,
2: they thought he oh, was man. dead in in part part two, three,
3: right? Didn't in he disappear? Part, no, it was, it was Karate Kid part three where uh-huh. he faked his death yeah. the first time. And he then, went to Tahiti or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. and uh, Silver oh, sent him to right. Tahiti. Yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah. And then he comes back from the dead and now he's dead again. And then he comes back from the dead again. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, we should also point out that in the first season, uh, so like Cobra Kai had been banned from the karate tournament mm-hmm. and they actually, like when Johnny goes to appeal the, the board that kind of schedules the karate pe- things, um, they mention specifically Mike Barnes and Terry Silvers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like it was a call out to cry Kid three in that moment. too. Yeah. So like the, those characters are still somewhere out there.
0: Oh, we're going to get a big payoff with that in season oh, four, and, I and think. Yeah,
3: I, I also got, forgot to mention you guys. So I have this weird theory that um, Miguel is actually somehow related to Terry Silver's <laughs> because, because his mom, so first of all, they, they never talk about who his dad is, but his mom talks about how like, you know, she met him in Ecuador and when she found out what his job was, she had to get away from him. Oh, and no. if you remember Terry Silver's, his job was dumping toxic, toxic waste, waste in third world countries oh, and no. and uh so, so like i I'm, oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm i'm thinking that it's either it's either terry silvers or his son snake you know from oh. from the the third movie or he, there there's some type of relation there i sincerely
0: hope you're wrong but i feel like he's probably right yeah if,
2: oh, uh, no, if his, any of the his, show writers are out there please don't. consider
1: it oh. <laughs> snake was the karate kid, the the karate guy that was like Silver's champion, right? Mm-hmm.
3: No, uh, no Mike, that Mike, was Mike Barnes. Mike Barnes was, was the champion, but Snake was like – His it, goon. He, he was Terry Silver's son, but he was like the, the main henchman to Mike Barnes. Oh, okay. he, he, he was like the, the weird-looking guy who yeah. would come in and kind of bully Daniel. He looked, uh, he
4: looked like, uh, that like that guy Such from from a Mark bad Halley's. movie.
1: I've kind of forgotten about all these guys, <laughs> and I just watched it a week ago.
3: Yeah. So anyway, John Kreese, uh, how would yeah. you guys feel about
0: his um, – the revelation that he's like – Living in a halfway house, he's down on his don't luck. Don't care. You're you're like bad yeah. guy. Don't care.
2: Bad guy. Don't care. So you don't think, trust him.
0: You think he had bad intentions
1: from the start? Yes, hundred percent. Okay. He's a
2: bad guy. He's a bad bad man.
1: I'm glad that they so keep that, it that way. So let's make let's make 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 us feel empathetic again for the for the bad guy. They tried.
0: I know they did, but it didn't work on you guys. No. Kind of worked on me a little bit. It worked on me. You are <laughs>
2: such a
4: weak bitch. <laughs>
0: Dude, <laughs> I was like, I felt bad for the guy. Like he's he's by himself. Don't be a pussy, Alex. He's Seventy years old. He's got no family. He's living in some like junky halfway house. Mm-hmm. And the only thing First, he we, has, we don't
1: we don't get the crease stuff though till season three, right? No, this well, is well, season... we
2: get that he's like, on well, we home. get that
1: he's a bum. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah.
0: In season two, this is kind of like the setup where this is why. Johnny feels bad for him and he wants to right. give him that second right. chance. And he's like, maybe there's some redemption. And he's so desperate for like a father figure in his life. Cause he hates Sid. Mm-hmm. Sid is like a piece of garbage. Yeah, and,
3: and Crease was like the surrogate father that yeah. he never had growing up. Uh, you, you know what, what strikes me as interesting is that the original idea for the sequel to the karate kid, karate kid part two was Creese's revenge. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to go a different way with, you know, taking, uh, Mr. Miyagi back to, yeah Mr. Okinawa. Miyagi to Okinawa. And, and so like, they actually got to play out crease's revenge in this series because like in the third movie, even though that's kind of what they wanted it to be because Martin Cove had other commitments. Cause he was doing a TV show at the time. He couldn't commit to you know shoot, being at the movie as much as they needed him to. They had to create the Terry Silver's character in order to, um, you know, have like a bad guy in the film. Uh, and so like crease's revenge kind of got undercut by the, this new character. But now that he comes back and you can kind of see him, you know, start manipulating events uh to, you know, kind of return to power. Yeah. And and so like this is truly like the the sequel that we never got in terms of like Crease's revenge. Yeah.
0: He he literally is the snake in the grass mm-hmm. when it comes to the series. Like he's mm-hmm. always undercutting Johnny. He's always on the move to try and like take his he's dojo back. Messing with the kids' heads he's messing with the kids' heads. He gets uh he gets Hawk on like a really dark path. Oh
1: yeah mm-hmm. heart turns is really dark.
0: <sighs> like Scary is dark, sh- like this straight, straight up
1: villain. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. I mean, there's thing. This is why I think this season is is uh, not as good as the first season is because they sometimes go a little bit over the top with these characters, and they they do things that I'm like, Hugh would straight up get arrested for oh, that. Oh yeah. This kid would be in juvie, like kicked out of school, expelled. But oh, there's- all of these kids would be. Yeah. In yeah juvie, there's like dude. there's like <laughs> no no real consequences for most of the characters except for the few that need to have the consequences for the show to further on. Like Robbie, Robbie gets freaking shafted hard in this season. Like he gets in trouble for the reasons, the same reasons everybody else does things. And he gets hit hard with like, I think maybe, maybe it's because of his past like history. You, you
3: know, when we were talking about the karate kid, Vader was kind of giving me some crap about <laughs> comparing it to star Wars. Yeah. Um, but it was, but the second yeah. season, you, you know, if, if you follow like the typical, um, three act structure where, uh, the second act is always the one that's like the darkest because the heroes mm-hmm. basically, you know, lose, um, this is like the empire strikes back of Cobra Kai in the sense that you have the main bad guy come back. He usurps our, our main character. He, uh, you know, um, I guess seduces like the, the the students to come over to his side. Alex has and, a look and, on his face that says, the, "I
2: had that in my notes." Yeah, and,
3: and, and, and the, like, good, the good like, guys <laughs> lose basically at, at the end of the season. I'll turn it over to Alex, but I just want to
2: talk about. I just so, I can't stop cracking up because I like, saw your face and I was like, like, like
1: "Oh shit!" So like well, thirty minutes from now, Kedus, I was going to say that. Him. <laughs> so, so Crease is the the emperor.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. He's the devil. He's he's the bad the main bad yeah, guy, yeah. and uh, he's he's trying to find his Darth Vader in this season. He's always on the lookout for the strongest and most, yeah. e-
3: most evil kid. Do, do, do you remember <laughs> like when we were talking about the original karate kid back in our last episode, I, I was like, Creese is the emperor. Johnny's Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, da- Daniel's Luke Skywalker and Miyagi is Obi-Wan slash Yoda. Yeah. And so like, y- you know, you can kind of keep going with that where in this series, Creese is trying to um, seduce Johnny's son to, to the Cobra Kai Who, Who's way Boba name. Fett. Uh, Terry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So we kind of mentioned like this, this season really um, puts a magnifying glass on the teenager aspect of the show, which is not, doesn't really draw to me. It doesn't draw to Vader. Uh, Jude, did you find yourself attaching to these characters? Like we, we saw Sam and Robbie together and then Miguel and Tori and they they had their little weird rivalry. Love, not a triangle. What's the other it was when there's four of them. They're all in love with each other. I don't know. It's, it's
3: still called the love triangle, is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it a love square? It's I don't know.
0: Karate
2: that'd, orgy.
4: Yeah, that would be that
3: be an orgy, Bob. <laughs> <story. laughs> these are teenagers we're talking about here. Um, well, technically, most of them are in their twenties. Yeah, okay. That's uh,
0: So, Jude, did, did you find yourself attached to this these characters in this season, or were you kind of just like waiting to get back to Johnny and Danny?
2: I mean, the I I'm always waiting for um, Johnny and Danny to be together to interact together. Cause that's my favorite is when they're like just busting each other's balls. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was invested in the, the other story with the, the kids. Um, I really liked where, um, Robbie's character went. Yeah. Like I really liked seeing him like sort of get grounded and become like LaRusso's surrogate son and look to Daniel as like how Daniel looked to Miyagi and, like all of the things that Daniel learned in the movies, he's now teaching to to Robbie, and it was kind of a cool um, passing of the torch. Mm-hmm. And and I liked it; I was into it.
3: Right on, uh, Kaidish. What are you? What, what, well, Kadesh, what about you? Yeah, what I found really interesting about the second season is that all the Cobra Kais are basically now the people that they used to hate in high school. Right. They were they're they're now the bullies. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones who are picking on people and, and causing people to experience what they experienced when they were the victims of, of bullying. And, you, you know, Johnny's there and he sees what his original teachings have done to these kids and he wants to change it up. He wants to teach them that there's a difference between mercy and honor and that uh, you can still be a badass while still having honor. And but Kreese is there to kind of like undercut that mm-hmm. and, and show them a darker path. Uh, that you, you know he can lead these kids down, and I just found it very interesting with that switch, where basically now like all the kids that we sympathize with in season one that we saw become badasses through Cobra Kai, are now technically the bad guys. They're the they're the bullies, and uh, uh, this season is really kind of Daniel Larusso's season, where, where like the focus is kind of on him, and we see him kind of embrace you, you know the role of being Mr Miyagi and, and trying to teach a a different alternative to. Cobra Kai's teaching. Yeah, and he's he's
1: all like, man, like I gotta, I have, have no choice but to impart my wisdom on these kids. Uh-huh. My, <laughs> my
3: my favorite one is the
0: really dorky kid. What was his name again? Dimitri. Dimitri. I love him. There, during this season is freaking hilarious uh-huh. because it's it's funny to see like he. He goes into Cobra Kai thinking, like, all right, guys, I'm going to give this a second chance. I've thought about it. <laughs> I have some
2: ground rules. I have rules. some ground rules, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: his, re- his interaction with Kreese is freaking hilarious. Uh-huh. And he just gets punched in the face. And a punch in the face by Kreese. Oh. He's like, get out of he here. And then he puts
2: that um, Yelp review, yes. which, which triggers Hawk. Yeah. And Hawk's like, you got to take it down. And he won't. So this is what severs this friendship between Eli and Dimitri. And
3: it is interesting to point out that in this season, we're introduced to a lot of people who start off as friends. Mm -hmm. And then because of Cobra Kai, these friendships are, are broken. And you see these battle lines being drawn where like one half of, of the, the, the friendship duo goes to Miyagi-Do mm-hmm. and the other half stays with Cobra Kai. And so there's, there's a lot of like animosity there, mm-hmm. which, which makes for great drama because yeah. you see like these people who used to be friends and now they're enemies. And, 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 you know, you can just see like the, the, the rivalry that's created yeah. because I mean, of that. Especially, you, you, you
1: know, you know who the best one is, right? Who's that? It's the two little dorkies. <laughs> oh,
0: the too. little Asian kid and the blonde kid with the glasses. yeah uh-huh. Yeah. Bert. It's like, Is his name Burt? Uh-huh. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> um and I think that the relationship between um Hawk, Eli yes. and Dimitri yeah. is very similar to when Daniel and Johnny get together. They're very like I'm not a nerd. Wait, what? He's he's in this comic book now? Yeah, oh, yeah. the new comic book came out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't read nerd stuff anymore.
3: Yeah, there there are these great moments where Eli who's like c- completely shed his his nerdness um you know, is talking with uh with Dimitri. And he he kind of has these flashes of like his old self, or they're talking about Doctor Who and like the new Doctor, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. And and he's <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I, then- uh, I, I
1: kind of related to the kids on that level because way back in the Stone Age when I was in high school, <laughs> I, I kind of struggled with fitting in with with the the popular kids and the jocks. I was I played football, I wrestled. I was an athlete, you know, I like mid and all that stuff. But at the same time, I was also a choir nerd. I was in two or three choir classes every day, especially my senior year. It was my whole whole afternoon class. And when I wasn't in school and playing sports, I was collecting comic books and playing Dungeons and Dragons and, you know, playing Bard's Tale on my Commodore 64. So I was just <laughs>
2: – You were a well-rounded human being. Yeah, I, I was <laughs>
1: – I, and I had way easier time fitting in with my with – my, kind of dorky nerd friends Mm than than that group that you know the badass group well i don't want the jocks yeah you know i mean we were all friends and everything but i never was really in that
3: the click the click yeah
1: yeah so i I can relate to the nerds a little bit here and
3: it's interesting in in the show where like the first half is like daniel like he's trying to actively recruit people from yagi Do by offering them like a alternative to Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. And then he he's realized like, I'll
2: teach you for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: He's doing commercials, but then he realizes that he just needs to let the students come to him. And eventually it's the people who are either bullied by Cobra Kai or rejected by Cobra Kai that end up kind of coming to Miyagi Do. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a very interesting, like, you know, kind of philosophy because Daniel does all this stuff. Like when he goes to like the town fair and he's going to break those blocks of ice Was that season two, the ice and fire. Yeah. episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah and and ba- basically um, you know we, we get this flashback to crowd kid part 2 where he breaks the ice in the bar and he's gonna, you know, do this big kind of demonstration in front of people, and then Johnny just comes and breaks like bricks that are on fire with his, uh-huh. with his bare fist, just to- totally like blows him out of the water. Yeah, and
2: every time Daniel's trying to like talk to people, like talk to the parents about yeah. his dojo, like a, like Aisha's mom comes up and is like, "Oh yeah, karate has totally changed my daughter's life," and she goes to Cobra Kai. and has yeah. a video of like how yeah. badass it was at that festival. Yeah,
3: and I, I love Johnny learning about advertising, where he's like. Brown, that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's, he's like, put a, put a Cobra at, at the end of the video, make it Chrome, make it, make it really pop. This is,
0: this season really, uh, brings the humor for me, especially with Johnny, uh, trying to learn like the modern ways of like doing things Send
4: it
2: to the internet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. It's like a very fish out of water thing, but it's, it's really good stuff. And there's one thing that this season does that hasn't, I haven't seen before is, uh, most of the time when you have either Johnny or, um, uh, Danny teaching a student, you know they have their typical like oh they don't get it at first, but then they have a they grow in their skill and they become you know they're cracking boards and stuff like that, where. Danny runs into this one student, Dimitri, who just doesn't get it, has yeah. zero athletic He's knack.
3: He's so precious. He's so yeah, hilarious. He, he brings like a note from his mom. Yeah. That's so like, he can't do karate. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, do I have to stand the floor more? Like I have a splitter.
0: It's such weak bitch shit, but it's so funny. So funny. And it pays off so well at the end of this, when he actually stands up to his old friend and now new rival Hawk. And it's like, it was such a powerful moment at the end of the season with the big brawl. When Specifically just those two are going at each other yeah. and Dimitri like all those things coming back to him and he starts and, and learning I, how to block. I,
3: I really loved how Daniel like finally reached out to him and, and, and was like, You're the most neurotic person I've ever met. Yeah. It's like use that to to anticipate what's going to happen because Dimitri's always seeing like the worst <laughs> thing that could possibly yeah. happen yeah. to him. <laughs> And eventually, like like you know, he he finally blocks one of the the moves, and he's like, "I did it!" And then someone kicks him yeah, from behind. But, dude, <laughs> he's sub- like
2: baby steps. The subversion <laughs> of
0: expectations during that moment that was so great because he's like. I was rooting for him and then, you know, it's all in slow motion. They uh-huh. do like a Zack Snyder thing where like, you see the bead of sweat coming down and he blocks the punch and then it goes back to real time. He's like, I did it. And just like Katie said,
3: immediately
0: after that, it's undercut with somebody <laughs> punching him right in the gut or kicking yeah, him or but, whatever.
3: But you know, Dimitri, like he's comparing Robbie and Sam to like Jon Snow and Daenerys. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm Samuel Tarly. And then, <laughs> and then Daniel's like, well, Samuel Tarly, Tarly killed a white Walker. And yeah. he's like, Oh, I should have used a different metaphor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, the Game of Thrones references in this season were pretty good too. Um it was it was pretty fun. But that was one of my favorite like as far as the teenagers go, I think Dimitri had the best arc. And there was another uh I think it set off part of the rivalry with Hawk was um at that at that rager party that they were yeah. at. They were this is a little over the top, but I was like glued to the screen when Dimitri was talking shit at, on the like a like a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. and you know what else he does? He wets the bed. and am like, like,
1: uh-oh. He was bringing all the
0: dirty laundry up uh-huh. on, on like,
1: Hawk. Dimitri's dead now. Yeah, yeah. And I, was, I
0: almost didn't feel bad for him. Like, dude, you're no. asking for that. You know, who,
2: <laughs> you know who we have to talk about who's new to this season is Stingray.
3: I was going to say, that's one of my favorite characters.
0: Oh, really? Because that dude had some serious creeper vibes. (laughs) And I was... Oh, the the, the beard guy? The bearded dude. The 40
2: duct tape to his hands, and he's trying to get out the door when the cops
1: come. Edward
0: 40 hands. (laughs) That's another How I I Met Your Mother reference,
1: too. Every time I see him on screen, I just go, oh, there's the pedo. Yes, that's exactly what I said, too. I was like... It was a it no. was a creepy character. I, was he in season three? No, no, uh, yeah, cause,
3: because cause, probably for that reason, right? Well, no. So like the actor, um, he he got a big role in that uh, Clint Eastwood movie, uh, playing the the guy who. Um, Stop that bombing! Oh yeah, what was that called? Was, um, I, I forget. But but basically, like yeah, his, his he left to pursue a movie career, mm. and so he didn't come back for for the third season. Uh, yeah, man, I I was I not down like with that character. Yeah. I thought. In, I thought in fact, was... they, they had a funny line to kind of dismiss him, where it was it was like you know he was at the school, he was not there in official capacity, and now uh, no one can find him because he, you know he's wanted for questioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, for beating up a bunch of minors. Like when yeah.
2: the when the school rumble starts, and he's like, "Don't worry, I, I got, got this,", this. <laughs> and he just starts. So kicking true. kids into lockers.
0: <laughs> what got me really weirded out when he shows up at the dojo and you're like, oh, here's the freaking neck bearded weirdo who doesn't yeah. fit in with anybody his age. And he has to hang out with a bunch of teenagers like it was weird. But they went full tilt yeah. when he showed up at the party <laughs> and was drinking with all these teenagers. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is this is bad. And even yeah. his girlfriend that he brought there was like are these your friends? Like she was weirded out too. I'm like, this is not okay. We need to, no, we need to push but, but this but character even in
3: the forest where they're doing that headband thing. And like, he's got like the, the weird, like facial hair yeah. with, <laughs> like, with like the, the, the braided, like, you know, like, he's like,
2: like I took a page from my buddy Hawk and I flipped the script. Yeah. Now you can call me
3: stingray because <laughs> yeah. his name's Raymond. So he's like stingray. It's so stupid.
1: Yeah. I was, I wasn't, I wasn't down with him. At all, yeah. Neither never, was I. Never, you, but but,
3: but you, you you keep getting more contrast between Daniel's method of training people in, in the show in this season and Danny's, where like he puts them in like a cement truck and he's like six six wild dogs on them in the junkyard. Yeah, and and so like it it like I said, it's very industrial, very kind of like urban, um, mm-hmm. you, you know, very very Grassroots. modern. Yeah, and and Daniel's stuff is all out in nature and it's based off of like you know manual labor balance. and stuff like that. Yeah, balance.
0: Yeah. I did like his little koi pond balance. Circle. Yeah. Thing. yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. I like how that set up, and I liked how it paid off and later with on. their
1: with their mirror fighting, mm-hmm. whatever they called it. And, yeah, and it was
0: pretty cool.
2: And in this season, like in in the first season, we had the the contrast between Robbie and Miguel, and now in this season, we have the contrast between Sam and, and
0: Tori. Tori. Yeah, and Tori's a freaking
1: yeah. We haven't talked about psycho. her at all.
0: <sighs> New character to the show. Holy hell! Did she make an impact? Uh-huh. She the the actress, whatever. um I, I don't know what's the actress's name. Peyton, you know, Peyton List. Peyton List. She's
1: freaking good. Yeah, she's scary. No, no, she's yeah, supposed, she's to, scary. She was supposed to be taking care of her sick mom and yeah. stuff, right? And yeah. having the job. She's got like a
2: little sister, I think, a and a brother. sick mom, a little brother, and a sick mom. So she is the one. She's the caretaker of the family. Mm-hmm. And then she starts taking karate. And she gets in trouble. I think we get, we learn more about her in season yeah,
1: three. Season yeah, season three is But she's like, again, it's like, are we supposed to root for her or root against her? Well,
2: in season I two, just, I think was, we're it, definitely rooting against yeah, her. Yeah, she was
1: another confusing character for me, to mm. be completely honest. So I, it's like, I think Jude's right.
0: Season two, you're supposed to root against her, yeah. and then they do what they do with all the characters, and they kind of flip it. But I
1: didn't feel, you didn't feel bad anything
3: for her in season three either. No. Well, I, I think she was a good foil to Sam, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. also reminds me of like, like we, we've all met those hot chicks who are just completely crazy <laughs> and will wreck your life. Um, you, you know, like, like I I feel like she's perfect for Cobra Guy. Alex right. is like, no yeah, he's talking I about. I know. That. I'm not going <laughs> to shake my
0: eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, one more thing before we get to the big finale, which is I really want to talk about this. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so ridiculous, but I love it. I'm coming for you. Coming. <laughs> <laughs> Over the loudspeaker. Screw it. Let's just talk about it. <laughs> um, the big final fight for me It was so over the top ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I have to give props to these kids because there were no stunt doubles in this show. As far as I know, Mm -hmm. I think all all the,
3: all, all the young actors were chosen because they either already knew martial arts or they had dance training so that they could perform the moves.
0: Yeah. And I have to props to them because they sell these fights. Like I look back at the old movies, you know, parts one, two, and three, the fights were a little stiff. Let's just be honest. They were a little stiff, but we believe it because it's part of the, you know, the nostalgia. I
1: will say there is much more actual karate fighting (laughs) in these shows shows than there is in the movies. Oh, for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But the, like they're they're in school, and of course, Tori is pissed because there's like the love tribal thing between Miguel and I'm Sam. I'm coming to
1: get you, bitch! She steals
0: the loudspeaker <laughs> thing on the first day of school, and she's just like going off. She Sam Lu Russo, you made this happen. And there's like an adult <laughs> in there already
2: on the loudspeaker, and <laughs> right? you hear like Tori come in and like bully the 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 yeah administrator. Oh my
0: gosh, the um the the faculty at this school. Yes, we. Yeah, it's so hayless. weak. And it's it's funny because even in season one, they kind of set this up where it's played off as like a joke, like, okay guys, let's make sure we're all wearing culturally
1: sensitive Halloween costumes <laughs> well, and no. bullshit like that. They have a great time in this show making fun of how soft society is.
0: Yes, right? yes, they do. And, and I all, love it. And
1: all their bullshit.
0: And I'm glad that they stuff. don't pull their punches on that stuff. No. Yeah. It's very in important. In s-
2: season three, we get even more of like the faculty. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get there but the,
0: but the best scene as far as the faculty goes in this big fight is like the the teacher comes out and he sees this all out just brawl and they're all doing like these crazy karate moves. He's like, like I don't get oh paid enough God. for this. Uh-huh. And he just bounces, yeah. lets it happen, whatever. So I think he's at fault for what happens. Um, but yeah, this, this ending season, um, uh, finale of this big fight is just freaking so over the top, ridiculous would never happen in real life. And I
1: love it. <laughs> it's so fun to watch. I, 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 I thought it was pretty cringy. What? I didn't cringy. Like yeah. Oh, bro! Was, come on! It was it was too much. You think it went over the it, top? It went a little over the top. What did you think, Jude?
2: I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah, and <laughs> I think I think everything in this is a little over the top, yeah. and that's to be expected. Like Johnny's dumbness of <laughs> technology is over the top. Yeah. The brawl was over the top, but that's what gives it so much um, intensity and makes you so so like invested in it is yeah. because it is over the top.
0: Okay, what do you think? Over the top or acceptable?
3: Oh, definitely acceptable. Like I like that they kind of broke from the formula of, it, it, in, in a way, it almost mirrored what happened between Karate Kid One and Karate Kid Two, where the first season it, the climax is a karate tournament, but then the second season it's a fight to the death. It's like it happens out in the real world, mm-hmm. and so in this one it, it's it like it's like are there, the,
1: are there fight to death in high schools across the country? Not in my I high school. Really. <laughs> it's like uh, there's a fight once in a while, but there's not like.
3: Well, what, what, <laughs> what I was saying is, is that the, this climactic fight happened outside of a tournament environment. Yeah. So it was like a, a real world fight. And, you know, there were all these rivalries and tensions kind of building up throughout the course of the season amongst the kids. And, uh, you, you know, we finally get to see that all come to a climax in the very final episode. And you got to admit, like, they give each, each kid on both the Cobra Kai and the Miyagi-Do side – their own little moments in this oh, fight. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it, it's fantastic. Oh,
0: Dimitri and Eli, that was the moment we talked about a minute it's ago. It's like, I'm not
1: saying the fight wasn't fun and cool, but it's just – I'm just having a hard time
0: suspension of disbelief. Yeah, stretch yeah, a little I'm bit. Like, oh
1: God, this is this is this is ridiculous. What well, makes it fun? Yeah, yeah.
0: But I do I do think it's funny that these kids are like master karate, like doing flips and mm-hmm. swing, like crazy kicks and all this other stuff. And I mean, they're like, I mean, they've been in a couple of classes after school for a couple months.
1: They, they might as well have given um, Miguel and Robbie, you know nunchucks and some claw things. Hell yeah, and, dude. And, you know, and have Miguel like <laughs> get the claws on his chest. and <laughs> what 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 blood? Ter- Terry used
3: that, uh, <laughs> oh, that bracelet, right? That bracelet thing.
1: With yeah. the claws. I'm
3: like, Oh God, weapons we go. got taken out.
0: It's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's funny, but I will say this, uh, this was my, the big moment for me when I kind of like, I mean, I, I enjoyed the show, but I didn't really take it seriously as far as like, I know Katie says it's like perfectly written and perfectly structured and I appreciate that. But this moment, when Robbie kicks Miguel over the banister oh, the and you see, and he's falling and you're I'm like, for me, I'm like, this show's never going to do anything to any of these characters. That's going to have any crazy consequences. Cause it's like a young adult, you know, it's, it's a, it's Feel not, good. it's not that type of show. When Miguel fell and broke his back on the banister, I was stood up and I was like, this is some Game of Thrones shit. (laughs) I was like, they just killed Ned Stark. I was
1: freaking out. They just just
3: robbed Snowden. I know. I couldn't (laughs) believe it, man. It was crazy.
1: We didn't have to wait three years.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And and, and what's great is like you can get those like surprise Game of Thrones moments, but like it's all kind of grounded in like a reality that we're aware Mm -hmm. of. Like, like, you know, no one, even though like a lot of this stuff is pretty much attempted murder. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a lot of it seems kind of grounded in, in like, Oh, this could happen. And, but nobody's like, s- like seriously dead. From yeah. it. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that's what it's a little bit of a disappointment. I think it gets more in season three, but for season two, like that, that huge cliffhanger with Miguel falling and breaking his back and he's injured. And that, that's where the show just stops. Yeah, And yeah. it's like and everything then, after that is just aftermath.
2: And leading up to that, you get to see like this character that you've been rooting for this whole time, switches and now all of a sudden he's the bad guy. Mich- Miguel was showing mercy mm-hmm. um and Robbie. fighting fighting with honor and yeah. Robbie who's been trained to only defend himself and to fight with honor he flips yeah. and he becomes the bad guy. And you and you see that happen, which yep. I think is is really great that they took the time to do that.
0: Yeah, 100%. And there's um something that happens that really struck me as powerful, but I I don't remember if it was season two or season three. Does Miguel wake up or is it it, season three? three? Okay. We'll wait then. Um, so yeah, like this is, this is where I was going to say like, this is the game, the, um, the empire strikes back of this Cobra Kai show, because at this point, the aftermath of the big fight, Johnny is left with nothing. He goes back to the dojo and crease steals it out from under him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Danny is the same thing like he's got bad PR he's devastated by what happened he feels like he failed Robbie Robbie ran away like everything's left on a down note for this season and it just it's so powerful Uh, we
3: kind of skipped over what was my favorite scene in in this season which is the double date scene where basically (gasps) that's the best yeah yeah Johnny goes out on a date with Miguel's mother and they go to a Mexican restaurant that just so happens to be the same place where Danny has taken his wife, who he's trying to get back in the good graces with after he kind of shunts the family business for the, the karate studio. And they're sat next to each other in the restaurant. And the entire time they're like Johnny and, and Danny are having this like, Kind of like. Well, don't they join tables? Yeah. Yeah, but at the first wives.
2: Johnny's talking to his date and he's like, "My my my karate studio is doing very well."
0: <laughs> I love how Danny's wife is just like, "Are we really going to do this?" Yeah.
2: And, then, <laughs> and then, yeah, and Daniel's talking to his wife and he's like, "Well, you know how I think is it's all about the quality, not the quantity." And yeah. then his wife is like, "Are you?"
3: Amanda,
0: Dude. Amanda is awesome.
2: I love Amanda. Amanda
3: is so great. She's
2: su- she's such a ball buster. Yeah.
3: Well, 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 both the women in that scene are like so down to earth and and like Danny and Johnny are just like staring daggers at each other. But one of the, my favorite part about the scene is is that once the the women kind of like force them together, uh, it's back to that different but same episode yeah. from the first season mm-hmm. where like we see how similar they are and how they could actually be friends yes. if, if they could just get past their, their stupid,
2: you know, if they could get their heads out of their asses, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They could actually be besties.
3: Yeah. That
0: was a great scene. I and, and and
3: they're like, they're like, you know, they got their dance partners next to each other and like, they're all like dancing on the floor and they're having like a good adult time without yeah. any of the BS. And at the end of that date, Danny and Johnny actually shake hands and kind of agree to kind of let bygones be bygones. Mm. And then, you know, they go home and Um, uh, Robbie takes uh, Sam to Johnny's place because it's like, you know, she's drunk and she had like a bad interaction with Tori. And uh, the next day, like that kind of peace that Daniel and and Johnny created with one another is instantly broken when mm-hmm. Daniel goes full dad mode and like panically, you know, panics and goes to. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Tracks tra- tra- Sam down to Johnny's place and, and he Mike-
2: breaks into Johnny's house. He like kicks open the door. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't he throw Johnny into his TV? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They throw
0: down in that apartment. It was uh, it was pretty intense. But it was funny. Like, did they cut between that and the tournament from the first movie? During that scene. I don't know. There was a scene where they were fighting and it had like flashes of them fighting when they were teenagers. Maybe. And I was, I just thought that was freaking genius. I'm like,
3: what a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but there's <laughs> there, there so many times where like they almost come to blows and, and you're just waiting for them to like, just duke it out and yeah. like, like, have like the the, the final showdown. Um, but the, the great thing about this, epi- about this entire series is the push pull nature of it where like they, they get together and they mend fences and you're like, Oh, things are going to be great. And then instantly like it's broken again. Mm -hmm. And, and then you like, you start seeing that kind of filter down to the next generation. And I kind of liken this to like, you know, uh, Robert Steinbeck East of Eden type multi-generational saga where, you you know, the, the bad grudges of Hatfield and McCoy's and like stuff like that is passed down from generation to generation. You just see the cycle repeat itself. And, um, you, you know, Daniel and Johnny are, You know, they should be bigger men and they try to be at certain points, but then something always just pulls them back down for for as wise as Miyagi made Daniel. Like he still makes these mistakes and still
2: just a hothead from
3: Jersey. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And you can see him like, you know, he keeps searching for Miyagi's wisdom because he knows that he's screwing up throughout the course of the season. And eventually he kind of like figures it out, but he keeps falling back into that old pattern of like, you know, bully or be bullied type thing and uh it it's it's tragic in a lot of senses, but that's what makes for good drama
0: yeah yep. I can't agree more
3: uh let's do some final thoughts for season two and
0: uh,
1: if you want to give it a great, go ahead uh Vader final thoughts too much uh too much teen drama yeah it was a little soap opera for me, probably my least favorite of the three episodes, three seasons okay but it was still fun. I still enjoyed it. this is a good series you know when I say it's my least favorite is I'll probably give it a seven. Out of 10. Out of 10 versus eight. Okay. You know, so. Right on. Yes, it's it's still good. Highly watchable. Jude?
2: Um, I still really liked this season. Um, I think almost as much as I liked the first season. Uh, I'm still sticking with five out of five uh, Edward Forty Hands.
3: (laughs) Nice. Kadesh? Yeah, I I think that I liked this season the best out of the three simply because it was the darkest. And uh, we got to see some some real like deep character development from all the characters. Cause the first season was kind of spent setting up a lot of these characters, and a lot of the rivalries and this w- season we got to see a lot of those pay off. And because it was kind of a dark and, and downer and it ended on, you know, the cliffhanger with, you know, Miguel's in the hospital. He's in a coma. Is he going to make it through? How's that going to affect things? And then the final shot of the episode is where Johnny throws his phone away because he's just, you know, he's just running away from his problems again. And we see Allie, uh, request like friend requesting him on, on the screen. Oh yeah, I
0: forgot. Miguel was trying to teach him how to use Facebook, and in the process, they were looking up Allie, mm-hmm. yeah. and he was kind of like, and and it reigniting. A- A- A-
3: Allie's kind of like the key to Johnny's like redemption of like you know letting go of the past and move being able to move forward. And and we we this entire season we kept getting teased with. You know, like, oh, he's going to connect with Allie. He's going to reconnect with Allie. And then at the end, when she tries to reach out to him, he's already <laughs> walked away from it. Oh, and we also didn't talk about, you know, the reunion episode.
0: Oh, yeah, that was. Yeah, I um I mentioned it. I oh, think mentioned it. Gang. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, during season one, when we were talking about that, touched we kind of touched on it a little bit. Reunion? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where he got together with the other Cobra Kai's, and their one friend was dying from cancer. Oh yeah, who was really dying. Yeah, yeah. that was so a real bad.
0: I think it was it like two episodes later that was the like in yeah. honor mm-hmm. of um
3: in yeah. credit yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he he died from kidney failure. Yeah, Um, not long after he shot that episode. That's so sad. I felt really bad when I saw that. But but he he was the guy who um said the line, put him in a body bag, and mm-hmm. the first karate mm-hmm. kid. And, and, and the and when he dies, the very final shot of that episode is him being put in a body <gasps> bag. Oh, you didn't catch that. I didn't. Red. I didn't
4: I
2: really put the two wanted together. A shirt yeah, that, was- that said "Get him, get him a body bag." Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I um. I, I, that episode, like, I think the reason why I fi- might have forgot it is because that episode for me just didn't. I didn't have the same nostalgia yeah, as most people it do. It didn't really
1: kind of – it didn't
3: fit.
0: Yeah, that's what I was – that was the only thing that I really can point out to be like, oh, that's fan service. Like there, there's
3: – Yeah, it, it was funny seeing like the Cobra Kai gang all grown up and, and the one guy, uh, Dutch, who didn't come back uh, because he's pursuing a racing career or something like that. <laughs> they, they they just said like, oh, he's in jail. And, well, and, and he was the guy with like the dyed blonde hair who tried to bully Daniel in the locker room. Four man's for settling. Yeah. And he's
1: a – Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other one's a preacher. and
0: yeah. Yeah, it it's. Fight. I mean, it's funny. It was cool. I don't have a and problem with it. And they get in a bar it. fight. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I just felt like it was a little bit, it was a little bit of a fan service that I didn't feel like was necessary, but I still appreciate that they put it in
3: there. Yeah. But it is funny that the guy, uh, uh, was it Bobby, the, the preacher? Or was I, it? I don't remember their name. Yeah. <laughs> They're just Cobra the guys. <laughs> I, think, I, I think it was Tommy. Tommy becomes a, a Christian preacher, mm-hmm. and they all have a conversation about how like, you know, Uh, The stuff that Kreese put in their heads about no mercy like really messed them up. And so a lot of them had like a very difficult time after high school that they eventually had to, you know, figure out and heal from. And Dutch was one of the guys who was never able to do that. And because of that, he wound up in prison. Whereas Tommy, like, you know, he became a uh, you know a preacher and was all about forgiveness. And
2: Johnny's always like, sucks that you can't have sex, man. Like, <laughs> I'm not a
3: priest.
0: <laughs> yeah, the hijinks with Johnny in this season was really good. Um, for me, it wasn't as good as the first season, but I enjoyed a lot of it. And there was a lot of, like, moments. You good? Okay. There was a lot of moments for me that, even though I was annoyed by the teenage drama, I still felt like it was good setup and payoff. And I liked the character development and stuff yeah. like that. And, um,
3: and we really got to see Johnny suffer uh, by seeing how good Robbie was doing with Daniel. Yeah. yeah. And, and that really kind of deepened that rivalry oh, yeah. as well.
0: I'd be, I mean, even I would be like kind of irritated. Yeah, no that no that dad
1: thing. wants to see your arch rival. Exactly. Yeah. Being more of a father your your to child. your kid than you. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: But again, like I think this comes up more in season three, but Johnny, Johnny keeps picking Miguel over yes, Robbie over does. and over again. Over and, and over. It, it's frustrating. It's like, bro, if you're so worried
3: about your own son, just – go that way. You know yeah. Like, like well, turn left instead of right. Well, there is this fantastic scene in this season where basically Miguel finds out that Robbie is Johnny's son. And so, uh, you know, he thinks that, uh, Johnny's preaching about this mercy thing because like he favors Robbie over the rest of them and Johnny takes him out to burgers and shakes and he points out across the streets. There's, there's this hospital And he talks about what led up to Robbie being conceived and Robbie's birth and how he was so afraid of being a father that he never worked up the courage to actually go to the hospital and see his own son be born. And his entire life, he's been running away from the responsibilities of raising that kid. And, you know, the interesting thing about Miguel is that, you know, Robbie's trying to not make the mistakes he made with Robbie, with Miguel. And in a lot of ways, Miguel is more Johnny's son than Robbie Mm -hmm. ever will be. And it's interesting to see how, like, you know, Johnny's trying his best to mend fences with Robbie and Robbie doesn't want anything to do with him. Whereas Johnny does a lot of, makes a lot of mistakes with Miguel and Miguel is always willing to forgive him. And, uh, and that inspires, um, Johnny to never give up on Miguel either.
0: Well, he even went back once he, you know, he made his mistakes with with uh, Miguel. He even goes to Miguel's mom. He's like, "This kid's the only person who's never given up on him. Yeah. Like, let me be part of this life so I can help him." It's a really great, like, the freaking writing in this show
3: is phenomenal. All right, babe, did you score it? Um, five out of five. So <laughs> <laughs> perfect score all the way. <laughs> uh, like every season of the show is five out of five.
0: <laughs> all right, guys, before we dive into season three, a uh, real quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back, everybody. If you would like to support the podcast and get some cool merch in return, go to SaltyNerdStore.com. You can get cool t-shirts and stickers and all kinds of awesome stuff. Vader's wearing his Salty Justice Warrior t-shirt. I'm wearing one of our newer t-shirts. It's the uh, Salty Nerd Podcast with the logo on the back. And uh, every dime that you guys uh, give us, not only you get something cool, but you help support the podcast so we can uh, you know, make awesome content with cool new equipment that we buy with your money. please,
1: so. please buy lots of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I would really like to not have to go to work anymore. <laughs> that,
0: that's the ultimate goal guys. Is so that we can do this full time so that we can entertain you guys with our witty humor and movie knowledge and weird stuff that we do anyway. All right, let's get into season three. Uh, Jude. Yes. Go for it.
2: Season three. Johnny's been drunk for a while. Robbie's in juvie. Miguel's in a medically induced coma. Sam has PTSD from the fight. Kreese has taken control of Cobra Kai. And Daniel's car dealership competition is trying to put him out of business. When Miguel wakes up from his coma paralyzed, Johnny gets desperate to find money to help with medical costs, which puts a deeper rift in his relationship with his son. In an effort to save his business, Daniel flies to Japan to appeal to the Doyona. Doyona? Is that right? Doyana?
4: Sounds close, oh. close enough.
2: Yeah. <laughs> to appeal to the Doyona Auto Group and runs into Kimiko, his part two girlfriend. Meanwhile, Robbie keeps getting his ass kicked in juvie and Miguel starts to feel his legs again just in time for Cobra Kai to show up at the LaRusa house for a round two rumble, home invasion style. The only thing left for Daniel and Johnny to do to defeat Creese is to work together creating a fusion karate dojo between Cobra Kai and Eagle Miyagi. Fang. Yeah, Eagle, Eagle <laughs> Fang karate. So I just wanted to go over like this season covers a lot. Like yeah. so much happens in this season. So we get Creese's backstory, we get the return of Allie. We get Kimiko and the Okinawa gang. Uh, we get the war between the dojos. We get the switching <laughs> of the sides between the dojos. Uh, the return of Kyler, Sam's first boyfriend, and the bully from season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miguel going from a coma, going to from a coma to paralyzed to walking to fighting. We get Miguel's mother hiding her emotions from Miguel right in front of the windows where Miguel can totally see her. <laughs> and then we finally get Johnny and Carmen uh, hooking up.
3: Yeah, it's- and D Snyder. Uh,
2: yeah, we get some D. Snyder.
1: A ton of stuff happens. A lot, in this so much and happens. This, this
3: was the first season that Netflix produced, right? Yes. The, actually, actually well, this season was done before Netflix picked them up, but it was just unreleased. Oh, okay. All right.
2: Mm. So this was the first one that um, Netflix yeah. officially
0: released. Yeah,
2: I
3: man, there's yeah, a lot of so, stuff going so on. So season four is going to be the first production under Netflix. Okay. We'll see if it holds up. Yeah, so um, screw it up. I know, right?
0: don't, don't tarnish the gold Netflix. I'm
2: surprised they haven't already canceled it. Cause you know, they don't like <laughs> to go past season three.
0: Uh, okay. So coming off of the aftermath of the school fight, let's talk about, um, where Johnny is, where Danny is with his business and everybody's uh, in the bottom of the barrel. everybody's in yeah. the, the barrel. And this is, <laughs> this is an uphill battle from the very beginning of this season. And, uh, I felt so bad for Johnny. Like, he he was worse off than he was when we first got to know him in yeah. season one. Like seeing him, he left that new car behind. He just like I'm done with Cobra Kai, yeah. done his with everything. It was totally broken, completely broken. And I was like, my gosh, man, this is this is some crazy stuff for this poor guy to have to deal with. And he felt like he he tried to go back to Miguel, and Miguel's mom was like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a scene later on where Miguel actually wakes up from his coma, and he tries again to go in and talk to him. And Miguel was like, I showed mercy. I did what you told me to do, and this is what happened to me. And he, it was like a heartbreaking moment. I was like, holy shit. This kid doesn't want anything to do with them either. Mm-hmm. Like, Robbie's missing. It was so heartbreaking the first couple episodes of the season. I was like, dang. <laughs> what did you guys think about where Johnny was in this? Like, did you, did you see him coming out of it as fast as he did?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I kind of did. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I've watched two seasons of this already. So I'm I've always been rooting for Johnny, even when I was – in the original movies. Like Johnny's always been my favorite. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I got your back, Johnny, the way of the fist.
3: Yeah. So like the, the beginning of this season takes place. Like I I believe two weeks after the events of the end of the the second season and Daniel's feeling very guilty for, you know um, what he said to Robbie that caused him to run away because he feels like he let him down. And so he really wants to basically um, find Robbie and try to make things right. And um, in order to do that, he actually goes and he teams up with Johnny. Like he finds Johnny at his apartment and asks asks him to basically help him find Miguel. and I mean, at, Robbie? Yeah, Robbie. And at first, Johnny kind of refuses because he doesn't want anything to do with, with Daniel. And then Daniel says the line that basically spells out the whole theme of the season, which is that unless we start working together, nothing's ever going to change. And so um, one of those... My favorite parts of the season is basically Johnny and Danny team up to try mm-hmm. to track down Miguel, and they have a, a badass fight Robbie. where like like <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry Robbie, uh, where they're they're trying to track down Robbie and they have this badass fight where for the first time we're seeing them fight together. Mm-hmm. And we see how good they w- operate together, where they're fighting a bunch of like these like Carthy thugs. Yeah, and, and then of course shop. they
2: start fighting each other. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why
0: did he get mad at him? Because he was like going ham on the guy, right? Mm-hmm. He was beating the crap out of him, and
2: Daniel and, wanted him to show mercy. Yeah,
1: For, yeah, a little, little bit much. I'd be, I'd be but, but I crap out I, of yeah. be <laughs> the,
3: I love how Johnny basically steals. uh Daniel's minivan. Oh yeah. He
2: takes the car off of Daniel every season. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's good so the 93
0: uh, uh Dodge, Dodge Caravan. Caravan with the wood paneling on the side. Yeah. It's awesome.
2: And I think Johnny's just his character is so dumb. Like <laughs> it's like he just walked away from a car, therefore it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. He throws his phone away, therefore it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> like he could just go get his car. <laughs> He can just go get a new phone. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, I don't have Facebook anymore. I threw my phone away. It's like, you it, know,
0: it still exists, Yeah, and right? Miguel,
2: Miguel's like, you know, it's on your computer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, it's in the cloud. Well, he's well, like, oh, yeah. Well, you, you
3: got to remember, Johnny, Johnny didn't know that you had to plug your computer in to keep it yeah. working. Yeah, You said it was wireless. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. The laptop thing. He's like, you told me it was wireless. Was
0: like,
1: well, that's not an unreasonable assumption.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> Buying a laptop and thinking it just completely stays charged all the time.
2: Because the internet in- is in the air.
0: Yeah. We live in wild times. Why can't you charge something right. with no cord? Right. You can. You can. You have to buy like a special little platform mm-hmm. for it. Mm. Which is bullshit. I don't know. This is an if awkward model. it's problem. wireless,
4: that's- <laughs> that's I want no sure. wires.
2: I get it. I get it. I'm on you- Johnny's side.
0: Okay. Of course you are. <laughs> got the hots for Johnny. Uh, okay. Hot for teacher. Yeah. All right. We could talk about um, uh, what Chris is doing with Cobra Kai. Because he's um,
2: he's a bad bad man, dude. We we get
1: Crease's backstory here. Yes,
0: Yes. this is one of my favorite parts of the season. Is the flashbacks. very
2: interesting?
3: Flashbacks to Vietnam
2: does not make Crease a better guy. I think it it just kind of explains why he's such a bad guy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's what's interesting is that we get to see like this cycle that is perpetuated where basically Crease was bullied when when he was a teenager and he was working Mm -hmm. at the diner and you know these jocks come in and, and they basically bully him and th- then he has like a jocks. fight yeah mm-hmm. he has a fight but he's
2: always been badass too he says like at, at that fight the first fight that we see with him and the jocks he says i've been fighting my whole life mm. i'm not afraid of you
3: yeah but um at the same time like he's not someone who he, he's not the crease that we know yet mm-hmm. he still has some good in him he still has heart yeah and and it all has to revolve around like this girl that he meets where Betsy yeah where you know uh, she she's kind of like the thing that
2: you know, she's the alley. Yeah,
3: exactly. She's she's the alley, and and it's not until he joins the, uh, the army and goes to Vietnam that the the crease that we know is is forged. Well, that's like a like the precursor
0: to crease was his drill sergeant. Yeah, or well, it wasn't his drill sergeant. Was he was like the captain, captain or whatever.
3: Yeah, and, yeah but uh, but unlike t- what we've seen with the high schoolers in the series, like crease's thing was was really life or death. Mm-hmm. Like, like he actually saw the horrors of war and stuff yeah. like that. And that's kind of the thing that, that forged him into what he's become. Well, that, that bad mission
0: that they go on where he he was the one responsible for them getting captured because he couldn't, he couldn't put somebody else at risk and, and kill them. Like there was a, I think there was a moment where he had to blow up this bomb in order to distract the guards of this, of this camp that they were trying to take over. And he just couldn't do it because his buddy was still out there. And his, his captain the whole time was like, just do it. You have to do it now. No mercy. Just kill him!" Like, Otherwise, we're all
3: going to get killed. You know what I mean? So he
2: saves that guy. And the first thing that they do when they capture him is kill kill that guy.
3: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, is that like crease from his point of view is the good guy. Mm -hmm. And he's doing this because he believes that his method is the best for these kids. Mm -hmm. And in this season, we actually get to see like how loyal he is to his students. Like he actually does care for his students, but only the ones that meet his standard mm-hmm. for like, you know, strength and stuff like that. Like he goes and he helps out Tori, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he has an affinity for Hawk. Like he, he basically, um, you know, he's still trying to get Johnny to join his side, even though like, and
2: Robbie, yeah. And,
3: and, and Robbie's the big prize. So like, you, you know, we get these glimpses of like the good crease and, and I use good loosely <laughs> in, 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 the sense that, Okay, we now understand where he's coming from, what's motivating him, what forged him, and you know he does care for his students, but it's it's the wrong type of mm-hmm. caring.
0: Yeah, it definitely is the wrong type because that moment where he kind of like weeds out the weak, mm-hmm. that was pretty harsh. Oh, when he <laughs>
2: tries to make Bert feed his new little
0: the rat mouse. Yeah, what they what they name him like. Ralph or something like that. I don't remember. I don't remember what the mouse is. He name gives was.
2: him a pet, and then he's immediately like feed it to the snake.
0: Yeah, and exactly. Fred's like
2: I can't do it, and he's like, Get "Cool, you're off the team." Yeah, yeah. Oh, so mean. And then they
0: put him in like a he, he he puts them all in like a ring fight, and and whoever loses is off the yeah. team. It was it was harsh. Yeah, was pretty harsh. It was harsh yeah, stuff. Yeah, penis breath got kicked off. The yeah, team. <laughs> poor penis breath. <laughs> poor penis breath. Breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the biggest thing for me that is um. Something I'm, I I want to criticize a little bit is uh Miguel's healing process. Um I <laughs> Yeah. I it was I thought it was hilarious. Pure soap opera. It was no, but it was funny though because when Johnny's like you have your legs are little wow. bitches right now and you need to make them tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like hanging them up Oh the, yeah,
1: I was thinking about how like when he was in the hospital part. Not not Oh the actual, No, no not the, actual, not the rehab part. Yeah, the yeah. rehab
0: part when he's yeah. like he goes down this hippie how about dippy How
2: fishing pole with the uh, yeah, Sports yeah. Illustrated,
0: <laughs> the Naked Magazine. He's like, "Come on, man, you stand up and take it." it the was, was hottest
3: babes in 1984. <laughs> it was hilarious. And, and that was the same magazine he was trying to sell to the pawn shop guy in yeah. season <laughs> one.
2: I mean, the pawn shop guy was like, uh, "In mint condition, it might be worth something, but this one is, let's say, well, well
0: loved." loved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's, it's a hilarious moment. My only criticism for it is, I think it happen too fast.
2: Um, yeah, but Miguel, then, I mean, he it, he had to have this whole process happen by the end of the season.
0: I know, but that's, I feel like they should have, if they really wanted to and it would have been a better payoff and a more meaningful event when Miguel could walk if it wasn't over like two or three episodes instead of it was over like a whole season. I just think it was a little too fast.
2: Him being able to walk wasn't really what this season was about though.
0: No, but it's a big thing for his character and like I said with the cliffhanger of season two, I was like, this is some Game of Thrones shit and you know, we always talk about how shows need to s- stick to their guns. Like if it's the Mandalorian, leave his freaking helmet on. Or if it's Willie's Wonderland, don't let Nick Cage say any words at all. Like stick to your guns. They paralyzed a kid. And then he's back on his feet and doing roundhouse kicks and jumping off a of wall. And I love how
2: Dum dumb Johnny is just like, so he had the, fr- the surgery. He could walk now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's
2: like, he just came out of anesthesia. Like, give him a minute. <laughs> and then Johnny's just like, you want that phone? go get it then. And he like pushes the phone away from him. And <laughs> poor kid falls out of bed. Yeah. The day that he wakes up from surgery.
3: And J- Johnny uses his, his quiet shout. Um, you know, <laughs> you, you know, the famous thing where he's like, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cause Miguel's like all like attitude. And he's just like, go ahead. Yep. Quiet. He's like, go get, you know, like, you know, st- Tell your legs to stop being pussies and go get the phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I
0: there's a lot of comedic elements that I really liked about the process, but I just felt like they didn't stick to their guns. The the consequences were not matching what had happened.
2: I agree, and they covered so much territory in this season that I think that they took some shortcuts. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of like territory, let's talk about. Or uh, did you want to say anything about the healing process? You're good, Kadish, What about
1: I, you? I, I thought it was really contrived, but fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I I laughed, and it was. It was, it was interesting. Yeah.
3: Okay. I, I felt like it was appropriate. Like, you know, the, the amount of time that passes while he's healing, um, it's kind of glossed over in the show, but like weeks go by mm-hmm. and, uh, you, you know, it is kind of funny to see like how Johnny tries to, you know, fix Miguel in the sense that like, you know, he goes over and his physical therapist is there and the guy's like very woo woo. It's like good energy, man. Like, yeah. And, uh, Johnny's just like, who is this pussy? <laughs> and, and, and he's sitting there at the kitchen table and he's trying to think of ways to like help Miguel walk. And he's talking, he has like, of like Tony Robbins and then like LSD. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, like, like he's just trying his best to figure out like, okay, what are we going to do here? And then he gets on, on, uh, uh the internet and he's like, web for WebMD WebMD. Yeah. (laughs) And and there, there's this line that, uh, so like he goes to see this, this preacher, um, his preacher friend, uh, after the, uh, um, kind of like after Miguel tells him to get out of his life. He's all blasted. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and he's like kind of hit rock bottom again. And, uh, there's this line, I don't know why it kills me, but it does every time where like, he's sitting there with his friend and he's eating coffee cake and he's like, I still don't know how they get the coffee and the cake, man. <laughs> <laughs> and like, for some reason that line just kills me every time.
2: Cause he's such a dummy. Yeah. He's he really delightfully is. dumb.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's not a bad thing, but sometimes it's a little over the top how dumb yeah. he is.
3: <laughs> I, like, I hope people know that there's no coffee in coffee cake. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no way.
0: <laughs> All right. So, um, one of the biggest parts of this season is, uh, Danny's arc and he, because of the consequences of last season's big fight, he's hitting horrible problems with his business, with p- bad yeah. PR.
2: All of a sudden, this town where everything was about karate, everyone hates karate
0: now. Yeah, because it it cost people. Well, it cost Miguel his his leg. It's just bad PR. People are yeah. like real angry with like the rivalry. Between now it's ca- Kyber it's Kyber all co- about the karate Kyber bullies. Co? Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah, I, I think they call them karate gangs yeah. Or, or yeah. Like, like, I, uh, in fact, they. I think Dimitri even kind of joked about it in, in the second season. Where was like, okay, I'll I'll join a karate gang just for protection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And so in this season, we get to experience like the full force of the faculty being like hugs, oh, not yeah. kicks or whatever. Yeah, safe spaces. Yeah. yeah. Safe spaces. Yeah. And then we get to see uh when uh when the two karate dojos face off in high school, the uh, administrator comes. The guy, I think she's a counselor or something. She comes mm. up and she's like, "What's going on here?"
4: Yeah. Respect and each
2: other's
3: space. Hawk, Hawk
2: is like, "She's really triggering me in my safe space."
3: <laughs> but, but but if you notice, he's using Crease's lessons to like use your head to fight, mm-hmm. not not just your your brute force. Yeah, and and so like you can see Crease's influence, like really kind of starting to work its way into the Cobra Kai people in this season. Yeah. So in order
2: fighting a psychological battle as well as a physical one.
0: Yeah. Doing really good at it too. Makes him a punk. Um, okay. So Danny, in order to save his business because of the bad PR, he gets dropped by one of the major dealerships from, uh, Japan. Doyona. Doyona. And so he has to go there to try and fight for their business to stay alive. And, um, this leads into one of the more interesting parts of this season. I did not expect to see.
1: I think Kimiko, I think, Chosen. Oh, All oh, of Chosen. them. Chosen. Yeah.
0: yeah. Chosen and Kimiko. The whole thing. It's It was cool, but I really didn't expect them to do this. So I was like, oh, this is
1: yeah. kind of fun. Well, that's what this show does. Yeah. It, it, this is it the, cherry picks. This nostalgia feeling. It, it cherry yeah, picks
0: yeah. the best elements out of those crappy movies mm-hmm. and like puts them in a different perspective. And you're like,
1: oh, man, that's so good. Like, well, it you it guys cool. remember I told you, I think part two was almost my favorite. Not quite, but almost. Yeah. So I. uh I appreciated these parts when he going back to Tommy Village. What did you
0: think about the Tommy Village gag where he goes back and he's like, Take me to Tommy Village and the guy's like, Oh, I know exactly where that is. (laughs) Yeah. Because in the first movie, nobody knew where the hell Tommy Village Mm -hmm. was. And then uh, he comes back to this place and they take him in the cab and he shows up and there's like a KFC and a Baskin Robbins. We have Jersey
3: Mike's now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We used to have a subway, but now we have Jersey (laughs) Mike's. That that sounds good.
0: It was so funny. And it it just struck me that like how culture has changed so much. Yeah,
3: Basically, Miyagi's old village got converted into a shopping center, like a high-end shopping center. Yeah. And, uh. And Daniel was like, "What about all the villages?" And they're like, "Oh, they love it. It brought them <laughs> jobs and money." You yeah, know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was a cool, really cool part of this season. And um, I, I did think it was a little convenient, though. For it, sure. Because, like, because
2: the girl that he rescued in the in the hurricane yeah. turns out to be the like girl. the, the vi- head, yeah, the, the vice, vice president of overseas sales yeah. of Doyona. In,
3: international sales,
2: yeah.
1: yeah, international sales. And, and uh, I'm but not that's a nerd. Where, that's just what <laughs> these kind of T V shows do though. I had no issues with any No? No. I thought it was a little too convenient. But I was like, come well, on. Sure, You're gonna make it that easy it's on a, him. It's
0: a, like yeah. was, Danny literally got a handout. Saved his ass because of a convenience. It was just like
2: He rescued that girl from a storm. Yeah. Saved I, a ty- life.
0: typhoon. From a. yeah. I, I get it. It just seemed too convenient for me. Sure. I was like, well, you
2: know but why is this, he getting a
0: freaking
3: pass?
2: This show has already done the work in order to secure my investment so i'm with it okay i'm i'm not gonna fight that
3: i also love when chosen returns and and (laughs) he's just this old guy in a hawaiian shirt and and he's got this this dour look on his face and like it's super awkward and, and daniel because like you know this was the guy that daniel was in a fight to the death with and, uh, and
2: immediately Kimiko is just like I gotta go. See you later, guys. <laughs> he, he's,
3: he's like, You can't leave me. And and he and uh and she's like, Oh, just have another drink. And he and Chosen's like, I will get it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then he comes back with one drink, and yeah. Daniel's like, You're not having a drink, and he's like, I don't drink. <laughs> he's so
3: stern. He's I love so it. stern, yeah. And, and and basically he start he, he gives Daniel a tour of the island, and mm-hmm. uh, again, it's like super awkward, but then they start kind of bonding over the, the Miyagi karate. And we find out what happened to shows after that, you know, that, that fight, um, in the temple and that uh, he was forgiven by Sato and, you know, kind of taken under his wing and taught all the secrets of Miyagi Do, which it basically shows in teaches Danny, Daniel, that, uh, Miyagi Do isn't always for defense only. There is a offensive version of it that, uh, you know, that, Um, sato taught him before sato passed away and uh, he starts teaching it to to daniel and daniel's just amazed that you know mr miyagi never taught him this this type of thing so uh shows and actually has like some agency in this and then like we get to see him basically get his revenge on daniel and he he does that thing where he like you know honks his nose (laughs) if your
2: enemy (laughs) insists on war you take his choice away.
3: <laughs> you take away his ability to oh, yeah, 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 what, wait.
2: Whatever. I'm not a nerd. Ruined
3: it. <laughs> uh, but, but, but like Shosen, he'd been waiting like 30 years to kind of like show up Daniel again. And that moment, like Shosen's arc is kind of completed and, and he's elated. He's, uh-huh. he's so happy. And Daniel's like, I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> you know, but, but, but now that they've been able to, um, heal, uh, that, that rift that they had between them, um, Chosen felt comfortable sharing the secrets of Miyagi-Do offensive karate mm-hmm. with Daniel. And uh, that kind of gives them the ability to go forward and, and teach his students and kind of bridge that gap between Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai. And we see that not only are Johnny and Danny come together, but the Cobra Kais and the Miyagi-Do, or the former Cobra, the Eagle Fangs. Yeah. <laughs> the, Eagle Fangs. Yeah, the, the, the Eagle Fangs and Miyagi-Do kind of heal their, their rifts and come together and we're to fighting.
2: Kill a cobra, a mongoose,
0: <laughs> a real
3: animal. <laughs> he doesn't even know what a mongoose
0: is. <laughs> oh my god, Johnny's so dumb! I love it. All right, so uh, Creese he's like in full fledged, freaking Emperor Palpatine mode right now. He's mm-hmm. got his, his crew of little psychopaths running around the neighborhood just doing all kinds of crazy like illegal things.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, it's and, just be, and, and, and there are some great scenes where Daniel goes to Cobra Kai and sees crease there and, you know, has a flip out and then crease visits the Miyagi Do thing and kind of like rubs Daniel's nose. Ooh. And, and, it, and it, it's just, it's, it's so delicious to see these two like kind of face off after knowing yeah. the history between
0: them. Yeah. If you're, if you're calling back to uh, the last week's podcast, when you were saying that like Danny's Luke Skywalker and Kreese is basically the emperor, this is like the, Return of the Jedi, like throne yeah. room where Kreese shows up at the Miyagi Do and, and you're like, you, you know
3: what this really is though, is that Daniel is like the Luke Skywalker we should have had in the last Jedi. I know, you know, like, <laughs> like, like he, he's the optimist and, and he, he keeps wanting to do what, what's right. And he doesn't always get it right, but you know, his heart's in the right place mm-hmm. type thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As far as like sequels to like 30, 40 year old franchises that we all know and love, like,
1: are you saying, uh, Ryan Johnson can learn a few things by watching Toberkai <laughs> for sure. Oh, totally, <laughs> yeah.
0: Because I don't like as much as we joke about that. Like Danny's kind of a dickhead sometimes during this season, or not even just 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 the show as a whole. Like he's got an ego on him. He's still hot headed. He does some weird things sometimes that we don't like, but we still love the dude. We're still rooting for him at I wonder the end of the that, day. I wonder if
1: that stupid tree still there
0: on the cliff? Yeah, it'll be on season
3: four. Oh, did you notice, <laughs> did you notice that when, when he went to visit Mister Miyagi's grave, he had planted a. Wild bonsai, yeah. at, at the gravesite. Yep. So that, that was, was that, in season was one, my, right? Season one or season, season two. two? Yeah, one of those two. Yeah, I
0: did notice that. It was a nice, nice little nod to the bonsai tree thing. I liked it. Um, okay, so you guys want to just cut to the chase and talk about Danny fighting Crease? Yeah, that go. was pretty badass. Okay. Let's talk about that. Okay. Crease is seventy, mm-hmm.
3: and I know they used a stunt double for some of his scenes because you can kind of tell. So, so uh, basically the final fight in this season season, not only do you have the, the, the students have the big blowout at the Lariso home. Yeah. Breaking but, 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 a- but after that, um, once they find, once the adults find out about it, both Daniel and Johnny go to co- the Cobra Kai dojo to confront crease. Uh, Johnny finds out that he's training, um, Robbie. Robbie. Robbie and so like he has a confrontation with crease and then Daniel shows up and has a confrontation with Kreese, and uh, ends up using the new Miyagi Do techniques yes. on him. And and <laughs> and this was like, this was like the scene in in Karate Kid three for me where Miyagi shows up and basically throws down with Crease and, and Silver. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love seeing um, Johnny and Dan Daniel team up to take on the bigger threat. And yeah. and this this entire season Kreese has been getting the best of them, but like this one episode uh or this one fight scene like crease was about to get his butt kicked and then they set up the season four where it's like we're going to take this to the tournament and it's winner take all so like, yeah. whoever wins the tournament they stick around the others have to leave yeah so, i was and so the stakes are established
0: i was on the edge of my seat with that fight scene like danny versus crease it was like oh my gosh what's gonna i was so stoked
3: and and, and, then, and did you notice like when johnny came in and saw robbie training um, it was a very Emperor Palpatine moment where Kre- Kreese is like, you know, like you know, uh, you know, like he's my student. Yeah, come, come, join Oh, he us. called him
0: son at one yeah. point, and I was like, don't you dare! Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 then
2: Johnny gets very like, um, Miyagi dough when he's like, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to start. Oh first. yeah. When he's fighting fight Robbie. You. Yeah. And oh he's gosh. just like defend defensively, yeah. like smacking him <laughs> away. And then he accidentally. Gets, yeah, there's, yeah.
0: There's a couple of really funny moments in this season uh, with Johnny's mentality of like still kind of going back to his old bully ways, but knowing it's wrong. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. The In the book? school? The yes. book, yes! <laughs> okay, so Johnny goes to the school. Um, <laughs> when M- Miguel comes back to school, he goes to check on Miguel to see if he's like, hey, how's it going with recruiting new people? Yeah, yeah. And he like goes up to the Cobra Kai kids. He's, he's like, like, I
0: made you, you who you yeah, are. Yeah, and if
2: you want to be badass, you'll join my new studio. And then he walks away he and he slaps like,
0: slaps the book.
2: Slaps this nerd's books down. He <laughs> walks away <laughs> and he goes, sorry kid, old habit. <laughs> it's
0: the best. It's so awesome. And then, it's that same type of humor where he's defending against Robbie. And this is like a, like an edge of my seat moment where, like, Robbie is fighting yeah. his father. It, it, it's Vader versus Luke. Yeah, it's so crazy. And then they're fighting, and he's just defending. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to fight you. And he throws him into the wall and he hits his head and
3: falls over. He's like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and, a funny moment. And have you guys noticed? And that, you know, we haven't talked about the alley stuff yet, but um, all throughout all three of these seasons, um, Johnny is always in black and the Cobra Kais are always in black and Daniel's always in white and mm-hmm. the Miyagi Dos are always in white. And so, like you, you always have like these, these two, like kind of um, very stark contrasts between the two. And uh, in, in that fight scene, you know, like Johnny's all in black, and he's fighting um, Robbie, who's all in white, mm-hmm. and Kreese, who's all in black. And so it was just kind of an interesting like parallel there.
0: Yeah, I like it. It's the same thing with with uh, Luke being all in black and, and Empire, not Empire, um, Return of the Jedi, and then when his shirt opens and he's got the white in layer, it's like, it's like a symbolism thing. It's really, it's cool. West really, World. really strong Black with the hat. star Wars. Yeah. To come Wars. on, bro. Get <laughs> on board, get on the wagon. Come to us. <laughs> you, you
3: know, what's really <laughs> interesting. You know, what's really interesting is that like these first two seasons. So Miguel goes from being like the good guy to the bully in season two. And now mm-hmm. he, he's back to, um, you know, like he's basically Daniel again. Mm-hmm. And Robbie went through like the opposite transformation where he started off as a good guy and now he's becoming,
0: you know, bad. Routine, where he started off routine. as a bad guy, went good. And well, no. well, he
3: was never truly a bad guy, but like you know, through his training with with Daniel, he became like the good student. Mm-hmm. And then this season was all about like him turning to the dark side and him eventually embracing the the Cobra Kai teachings that his father that ruined his father basically. Yeah. And so now he's on the same path that his father was once on. His dad's trying to rescue him from it and he wants nothing to do with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so like, it's really setting up the stage where it's like, you know, Again, once again, it's going to be Johnny's or uh, surrogate son versus his actual son. Except, like, you know, like, how is he going to save both of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know?
2: And Johnny's failed his son so many times that it's like this kid will t- literally trust anyone yeah. but Johnny.
0: Yeah, there's one thing in the season that really pissed me off with Johnny's character is that um,
2: when he w- didn't show he up, didn't
0: show up. Yeah, the, when he set up the appointment to go visit him.
2: Yeah, so Robbie, instead
0: he stays at the hospital with the Yeah, Miguel. Robbie's
2: in juvie, and the only way that Johnny can go see him. As if he's with a member of the clergy. Mm-hmm. So the priest, the preacher shows up and they're all waiting for Johnny to show up, but Johnny decides to go pray with the grandma instead.
3: Yeah, I was so pissed. Yeah.
2: Like, Come on, dude. Yeah, that was weak.
3: It was such an obvious choice to make. Weak. Yeah. Weak. Yeah, weak. <laughs> and, and like LaRusse, Daniel keeps trying to meet up with Robbie, but Robbie doesn't want to see him. And then the the third time is Creese. Creese actually yeah. shows up and he gives him the advice where you know, because uh, he's getting bullied in in the juvie, in, in yeah, the juvenile hall, and so like, he, uh, Kreese tells him like to you know strike first, and Robbie actually does that, and it turns out good for him with within like you know yeah he
0: earns the respect of yeah. the bully that's mm-hmm. that's pressured yeah
3: and and that's the first kind of step towards the dark side for yeah. Robbie there. Yeah. So, God, man, this show is so freaking good.
0: Uh, okay, so before we forget, let's talk about Allie. Uh, Elizabeth Shue is back. Uh, we have a little bit of a comedic setup with, um, with Johnny trying to use the internet and Facebook. And I love the moment where, I don't know if it was season two or season three, but he goes and Miguel sees his computer open and he has this like- it's season three. Is it season three? Uh-huh. He's got this freaking paragraph open on Facebook Messenger. And he's like, oh, I was going to send it, you know? And she's like, he, she asked me what was up. And Miguel's like- you can't freaking send that, bro.
2: It'd be as bad as you liking all of her photos. And He's like, "There's a like
0: button." <laughs> that was some funny stuff. So it kind of sets up that like Allie's back on the map, and uh, I just want to I just want to make sure I point this out for my own stupidity. But I did not connect Elizabeth Shue with Karate Kid. I completely forgot that that was her. I did, well, I, she
1: was one, she was the first throwaway girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. She's
0: Allie from the first yeah. one, and I'm like, I I never connected that. Especially, we just did, you know, we did uh, The Boys, uh, the yeah. Amazon series. Elizabeth Shue knocks it out of the park in that show. I love her character. I, I didn't connect the dots until wow. I watched Cobra <laughs> Kai. And I was like, oh, sh- that's her? That's oh, Allie. Wow. <laughs> it was a cool moment. I was like, oh, no shit. That's awesome. So it was a, it was a fun little trivia thing for me. I didn't really.
1: I, uh, I appreciated the part, or I appreciated the fact that they didn't make her a huge part of this. Yeah. She wasn't in the show very much. Yeah. Just enough to, you
3: know, get
1: their little character So do,
3: do you guys remember how we talked about how they did Allie Dirty in mm. part yes. two? Yes. And then we get to hear her side of yes. what actually happened at the prom. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she was like, you know, like I kept telling you that uh, the brakes on Mr. Miyagi's car were going to go out. <laughs> and, 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 and so like she didn't actually wreck his car. Like, like everything it, Daniel it said. Daniel's when he, fault. Yeah. He's
2: a douchebag. Everything, everything <laughs> Daniel said when he
3: showed up at Miyagi's place was a lie. <laughs> you know? and, because basically. And that's
2: why Daniel's son will never have
3: Anna. Yeah. And, 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 she, and she was like, you know, I ran into this friend who was going to college. He was a football player in college, and Daniel came up and started th- like, you know, um, threatening him because he thought he, that he was hitting on me. You know, <laughs> and Dan- Daniel's just sitting there like drinking his wine, just like oh, this is really uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a it was a good moment, and I, I like that she showed up, and I agree with you. I'm glad that she wasn't made to be this huge, massive part of the of the show. It's just like a nice little. K- nostalgic cameo. But
2: like, I think all of us were like, when are we going to see Allie? Yeah. When are we going to see yeah. Allie? Because she was so much a part of the the, the connection between Daniel and Johnny. Everything revolved around Allie.
4: Yeah.
0: And I think she played a huge part in them being able to mend uh, the rift between them and then mm-hmm. face off on, on crease yeah. because if, without her, they
1: well, would she, still, she, they she would was still the, be. Being... She was the, the thorn. She was the source yes. of the initial. Yes,
3: exactly. initial. Bruja, so. yeah, but but she was also Bruja, the, yeah, Bruja. <laughs> That's was, an old person term. <laughs> she was also the one who pointed out that Daniel and and Johnny are more alike than mm-hmm. than they care to admit. Yeah, and it took her um, to not only you know kind of min or make them realize that, but this was like the culmination of of Johnny's redemption because like he had been carrying a torch for this girl for like thirty years. And getting back together with her, and and you know, discovering that he cares more for Miguel's mom, and he's wanting to like let her go, and all this stuff. This was like the completion of his arc.
1: Yeah, I was I was really getting ready to get upset if he ended up like going with Allie and not Miguel's mom. Mm-hmm. There was there was uh, a moment I was like, there. Oh man,
3: don't don't
1: don't do this. Yeah, it's not cool. I'm with you on that because, too. Yeah,
3: yeah, but so bas- basically, because he was able to reconnect with Allie and get that closure that he never got before, um, his redemption has been completed. And, and that's why he's finally able to move on and actually team up with Daniel as opposed to continuing their rivalry. And it's the first time that the cycle has been broken. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of signals a new era, which opens us up to the end of this, this season where Daniel and, um, and Johnny uh, kind of come together at Miyagido, do and their students have combined into one class and now <laughs> like, like, like they're, they're teaching each other and you have that great Phil Collins in the air tonight song. And like they, you know, they come together and, <laughs> and, and they and, bow to each other. Yeah, it's yeah. it's going to
1: be interesting to see how they merge their the two teachings. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, yeah.
2: So before, um, well actually while this is all happening, the whole like alley country club reunion thing, while mm-hmm. this is all going on the home invasion rumble, is going on. So Samantha has invited, um, Miyagi Do students and Cobra Kai students Eagle over, fang. A, or sorry yeah. Eagle, fang Eagle Fang over to the house so that they can figure out how to join forces against Cobra Kai. Uh, and they come up with a list and Dimitri's like, okay, so we're settled on where we're gonna practice, but as far as a name and philosophy, we're still <laughs> up in the air. This is a great place to start, you guys. And then the Cobra Kai kids find out about this and yeah. they show up and they literally like kick in the door. Throw a, throw poor Bert through a window. They <laughs> destroy the felonies. Larusso house. Yeah, yeah, um,
3: yeah. Talk about a parole violation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah,
2: and then um, we get um, Dimitri and Hawk back together again. Yeah, and Bert and uh, Asian kid.
3: Yeah, back together again. Yeah.
2: I don't know his name. <laughs> the two little nerds. and Penis ba- Breath and Douche Fang.
3: Ba- basically, all the friendships that were severed in season two are are brought back together in in this season. The one issue I did have was I felt that, um, that, uh, Eli's transformation Hawk, you know, coming back to the good side of the good, um, was a little bit abrupt for me. Mm -hmm. Like I would have liked it was a little fast. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to see, but
2: I was rooting for it so hard. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I
3: I was too, but like, I would have liked to have seen that be like a little bit more of a gradual progression.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I think, um, especially because not, shortly before that big brawl was when he broke uh dimitri's arm mm-hmm. like in one of yeah. the, that that was dark and like uh yeah. yeah like one of the freaking like mortal combat finish him yeah. he's like <laughs> just snaps his and he's freaking just like
2: arm. hey man i'm sorry yeah sorry about
0: your arm bro <laughs> oh okay yeah
3: and, and then like dimitri uh gets together with front wedgie uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know the, the, po- so the popular great. girl yeah and, that he'd been pining over oh for, my god like, dude seasons. when they were
0: like going at it in the hallway making out and stuff i was like this is weird. <laughs> this doesn't
3: something doesn't match here, <laughs> and and like she she's keeping it secret because she doesn't want anyone to know that she's making out with a nerd. But but you know when um, she's
2: so the female version of Johnny.
3: Yeah, but but when um when Kyler is that his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he draws a penis on uh on Eli's cast, and uh, it's a way to humiliate him. But then she front wedgie comes along. I forget her actual name. I forget it too. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, what was the friend's name?
2: Aisha, I, I, who's not in season three, who's very missed. Um,
3: yeah.
1: I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I, love her. I didn't notice she
3: was gone. I, didn't I was watching yeah, So, a- so I, Aisha gave her a front wedgie in front of the entire school at, in the first season, so everyone calls her front wedgie. Mm. And uh, so, like, she writes on Eli's cast, it's like, I love your big dick. Yeah. And and all of a sudden, like, the thing that was meant to humiliate him is now something where he has he bragging rights. Yeah, it yeah. <laughs> yeah, was a good moment.
0: The, the I think the teenage drama is much better developed in this season than it was in season well, two. Well,
3: it, it's funny because in this season they uh, they have like a line where they say, did you hear about Aisha? Like her parents pulled her out of school and sent her to like a private school in, yeah. in some other state. Yeah, I just it, was at like, least
2: they wrapped it up. I was just
1: like, oh, they they
3: contract negotiations fell through. <laughs> well, no, the, the reality was is that the writers didn't know what to do with her character anymore. Yeah, And so they were like, well, rather than just kind of – do something stupid with her. We're just going to write her out. Smart move.
2: Yasmin is front front Reggie's. Yasmin? Yeah.
3: What a name. Um, okay, so
0: I, do you guys want to do final thoughts? Katis, do you have anything else that you wanted to touch on as far as plot line goes? I think we covered most of it. The only thing we're missing is the um, the city council tournament thing where Crease, Danny, and Johnny are all fighting to save the tournament. but. They have their heads so far up their asses they actually end up failing. Mm-hmm. And then it's it, the one. And, well, it's Miguel and Sam who oh, are the yeah. ones. They come and and convince they have the, the they city have council. Their, their,
1: their, their footloose city council <laughs> footloose <laughs> there, there is there.
2: a time to dance.
1: There is a time to fight. There's a time to fight.
0: It's at the tournament. So I just like that. I like that the um, the showrunners allowed the students to come in and kind of show up the, the teachers as far as when it comes. And, and I love the. Um, How Crease was playing like the new age SJW, like, uh, council person. And Danny's like, Oh my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, and and, and I did kind of, I laughed at. The, the wife of LaRusso's wife. Oh, yeah. Because she's all acting crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I loved
3: it. Yeah, she, she, gets, she, she finally understands Daniel's, <laughs> like, 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 frustration I, with I the, the situation. Dog.
0: That guy's a psychopath, <laughs> ma'am.
3: Please leave.
2: Yeah, they escort her out yeah. because Chris put a restraining order on her yeah. because... He's,
3: she slapped him, she right? S- yeah. She
2: went to the studio to confront him about something... I forget what it was.
3: It was one of the students. It
2: was one of the it, students it, it, attacked it was, it her was, daughter. No, it
3: was when... It, uh, they broke Eli's arm oh, and yeah. Samantha had oh, that yeah breakdown. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so she was like, you know, your students are breaking kids' arms and breaking into places. And then she slaps them. Well, that gives Creese the ability to put a restraining order yeah. on her. So then when they, go, when they finally do go to the police, which is what Amanda's been begging Daniel to do, the police are like, oh, thanks so much for coming in. This yeah. is so much easier <laughs> when you come to us because there's a restraining order on you. You can sign right here. Yeah, you got it these was funny too
0: when, yeah. when uh, the cop was like, so it says here that you struck him and Danny like looks at it like, "But <laughs> well, she's like, I feel like there's some context missing. To this. <laughs> yeah. this is really good. This is a really clever uh, way of yeah, and uh, and, and then happen. they
3: go with the nuclear option where they go back to the landlord guy and oh, they, they yes. try to get him evicted mm-hmm. and that doesn't work either because Creese is able to like bully his, his you know, henchman. Yeah. And, uh, and so like, um, you know, LaRusso's wife all of a sudden uh, what's her name? Amanda. Yeah. Like Amanda is just like, Oh, I guess we can't do this any other way than fighting them. You yeah. know? And she's like, I'm all for the karate dojo. Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's good. It's good character development. I like, uh, like I said, I love Amanda and she doesn't play a huge role in the show, but when she shows up, she's really well Yeah.
4: She's
2: a very uh, well-written character. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think every character in this series is even, even the little silly ones like, uh, the two, Larusso's La, La car salesman cousin, even his little heart oh, yeah. where he goes to the <laughs> other, car, Junior, yeah, where he goes to the other car dealership and comes back and yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's a new. That's shoe. all good stuff. Yeah,
2: I love his three piece suits.
1: Yeah, oh, he looks oh, he's, he's sharp, so
2: dapper. Pure, yeah. pure
1: car salesman. 100 oh, yeah. percent. It's like oh god, he's so douchey.
3: Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so there was a big thing that we kind of glossed over that it leads directly into season four, and I don't know what exactly they're going to do with it. But, you know, so we, we see these flashbacks of crease's time in Vietnam and how he was a POW mm-hmm. and basically him and his other squad mates were forced to fight each other to the death above a snake pit. Mm-hmm. And, um, in the final episode, we see how crease basically saves one of his buddies by taking on their commander. Who's like the best you know fighter in the squad Which was silver, right? They he never say his name. Him. I think it's him. It's well, got to be. He's got a ponytail. It's yeah. obviously him.
2: No, no, no. The ponytail <laughs> guy is the one that gets shot. No.
3: No, no. She she's right. What? The guy who looked like Terry Silver died mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. But but there is this other guy who bas- Don't you bas- make basically Google you. Do it. <laughs> ba- ba- basically Crease saves this guy's life by taking his place in, in the final fight. And they never say who his na- what his name is, but we're led to believe that that is Terry Silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the uh, last episode of the season, Crease picks up the phone and calls him. And, and cause in the flashback, we see like anything you ever need, man, like for I'm, life. There, I'm there for yeah. you for life. And so we're, we're given the impression that this could be Terry Silver. But the thing is, is that Thomas Ian Griffith, the guy who played Terry Silver in Karate Kid three he said he's retired from acting and he said that like he's turned down the opportunity to come back for the show. Mm -hmm. And so the question is like, are they going to recast? Is this like a a fake out? It could be a fake out. Is this going to be like, but
2: the guy who played Mike Barnes has said he wants to come back.
3: Yeah. So Mike Barnes could come back. Um, but the question is like, will Terry Silver's come back because they have mentioned him in the show before. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) the question is, is like, you know, uh is he's, it gonna be him or is it gonna be i his son really Snake? hope it's
2: the same guy though if they he's, recast he's, it it won't have as much punch he's such a
3: bond villain in the,
0: the yeah I was, <laughs> I was gonna say if this show is capable of making terry silver a good character <sighs> the the sky's the limit man because the dude uh, in, in part three is just like the joker on cocaine right yeah. he's outrageous yeah he's out of place for that movie yeah and uh,
2: like down to the wicked laugh. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If
3: they bring him into the show and he's like legit, like, whoa, that's a freaking awesome character. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be amazed. But, but, you know, if they do end up bringing Silvers and Mike Barnes back into the fold, like that is the, the core of Cobra, the real Cobra Kai. Yeah. And like, then it like,
2: turns out he's Miguel's father.
3: <laughs> yeah. Please. Um, dun, 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 dun. Please, please yeah. for the love of God, no. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and,
2: and then there's that triangle between like Carmen oh and Johnny God. and oh, Terry no. Silver.
1: It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You better get get that gopher gift ready.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, but you know, it's funny as Johnny had never heard of Terry silver or anyone before. Like when he talked about in the first season, when they mentioned that was why Cobra Kai was banned from the tournament, he's like, I've never heard of these people before. And so like if Terry silver does come back and he is Miguel's father, uh, all of a sudden, you know, Miguel is now conflicted between, do I go with the philosophy of my real dad or the philosophy of my adopted father? And that could that could make sense. And something and, and Robbie
1: is gonna have the same mm-hmm. set. And
3: then they're gonna switch but, sides again.
1: And, yeah. Yeah. You know drama for, very soap opery
2: and then netflix will cancel it yeah.
1: <laughs> and <we're> gonna go, <laughs> bring minute, there's
3: gonna be hashtag bring back Cobra like i really hope that the writers have like uh, a multi-season plan for this like like five seasons or six seasons or something like that and done mm-hmm. so like they have like a complete arc where they know yeah. where all these characters are going because the great thing about this is the show is that it is a multi-generational saga and it is a continuation of the movies, uh, taken to like an amazing degree. And I just, I, I love comic like, like they, they've they created their own universe, mm-hmm. uh, within the karate kid world. And I love what they're doing with it. Me too.
1: Let's do final thoughts for season three before we wrap up Vader. Um, second favorite season after the first, uh, good stuff, man. I mean, I, I enjoy these shows. I, I, I can't really point to a single part of them that I like more than the others, except for the, you know, it gets a little CW CW teenage soap opera stuff that I'm not a huge fan of, but I get it. I get it. And it's, it's, they're fun. Yeah. I have to keep reminding myself
0: that the first movies were based off of teenage soap opera love triangle nonsense. (laughs) I, I, I,
1: I keep chuckling to myself that the best thing on streaming and television right now is this silly little sequel to these Movies from 1985 that nobody saw coming. (laughs) And, and it's just, it's, it's just so much more fun and interesting than anything else on real TV. Now, you you know, it's, 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 it just is what it is. It's Cobra Kai and it's it's good. I I, I can't expand on it. <laughs> it's okay. I, bleh. <laughs> Cobra yeah. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. Jude, what did you think about this um, season
4: uh, three?
2: I'm still very much on board with it. I didn't like it as much as I liked the two previous seasons, only because oh, okay. they covered so much territory that I felt like they took some shortcuts in order to get there, which was necessary. However,. Um, It's only a four out of five for me instead of a five out of five. So I'll give it four out of five
3: mongooses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Again, uh, five out of five. Yeah. Great season. I look at these as like part of a much larger story. So like it's, it's hard to divide it up into seasons because they all kind of are telling one grandiose story Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, every season they do a great job of, of continuing to grow and develop these characters and not just like the main character, like every single character in the show gets their own little like time and and development and, and arc and stuff like that. And so like I really love seeing this stuff, and um, it's just it's it's such a pleasure to watch this show. Like we we watched it when it first premiered, and then coming back and revisiting it for the podcasts, like. It's just as good as the first time we watched it and it's very rare to have a TV show that does that. Right on. Uh yeah, for me I think this is my second favorite. The first is
0: first season's really good. Uh second season not so much. This one it's it's back to where it should be I think second season spent a little bit too much time on the teenage drama stuff I'm kind of with Vader on that um, but yeah I thoroughly enjoyed the show and I'm glad that I watched it I know I've been hounded and hounded by all my friends you gotta watch Cobra Kai go to watch Cobra I'm like yeah okay whatever I should have watched <laughs> Cobra Kai because it was freaking good um, okay that's it for uh, today's podcast thank you guys so much for joining us don't forget to go to saltingerclub.com if you want to support the podcast become a patron or just leave us a like subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening listening to the podcast on audio uh, subscribe and share and give us a five star review. And uh, we would really appreciate it. All right, guys around the table before we get out of here, where can we find everybody on the socials? Matt Vader, 74.
1: You can find me on the social stuff at Matt Vader, 74 on um, man. I'm really flubbing this up. Uh, <laughs> Matt Vader, 74 on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, um, everywhere, everywhere else. Yeah. Right. on. Those are the big three though. Cool. For sure. Jude,
2: you can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram and Twitter.
1: And you have a website
0: too. I you? do
2: have a website. It's called the voice of and it has all my voiceover stuff. Right so on. if you need a voice for something, call me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Matthew
3: Kadish. Uh, they can find me at Matthew Kadish, K A D I S H on Twitter and Kadishbooks.com If you want to check out my Amazon page, right on.
0: And I'm your host, the salty nerd. And you can catch me on Twitter at salty underscore nerd. Stay salty. My friends. Why are you laughing at me when I do that? (laughs) I think it's cute. I can't help but do it again. Stay salty, my friends.
2: (laughs) You should do this. You should do this. Stay salty, my
0: friends. Stay salty, my
4: friends.